Tonight on a very special episode of Cinephilia, we'll be talking about the 95th Annual Academy Awards! Yay! Yay! Like Kermit the Frog. Uh, I'm Michael Gaddy. I'm Trevor Misson. And we have Oscar back. Hey, what's up? I think this is the You f- can't <laughs> point at him and then fucking not let him talk. You like pointed at him and you're like, we have Oscar here. He's supposed to introduce himself. Well, you could introduce yourself, but uh, you're a guest technically, so we have to say like, hey, here, you're here. And then you speak and then you can say whatever you want, but you, just make sure you're a lot closer to the microphone when you do so. He doesn't even give you a fucking chance he to talk. He pointed at me yeah. again. Yeah. No, I appreciate the, the notes on getting close to the mic like this. Yes. So that way we can hear you and we don't hear the echo off the walls. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going great. That, re- that film degree is coming into really, use right yeah, now. That's really yeah. good. Sound design. Um, so, like I said, we're going to be talking about the Oscars. Uh, how this is going to work, we'll be uh, going through all 23 categories. Some we'll spend more time on than others. Uh, we'll name the nominees, say who we think is missing from that category, who we think shouldn't be in that category. Uh, we'll say who we think should win and who we think will win. Got it. Are we Are we going to be placing bets on who we think is going to win? Oh, we can, you know, start bringing out the candy and you're betting. you're making Gaddy sweat. So probably... <laughs> he didn't know how to I don't answer, have that. Cash he didn't on answer me. that question. Well, should we put it out like Venmo each other or, what, or Zell? <clears throat> I uh, let's. Uh, I'm just going to be honest here. I'm going to put it out. I've put uh, absolutely zero effort into this today. So <laughs> surprise, you're surprise. more of a Golden Globe guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's no. A... I'm I'm more um, the BAFTA, the daytime Emmys. <laughs> That's that's my that's my bread and butter. Yeah, those soap operas, I get it. Yeah, they they just elevate the the art. Yeah. Uh, satire aside, uh, we used to watch. I'll say we used to watch the Oscars together back when we used to go to your place, Oscar. So it was the Oscars at Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But I was looking, thinking back at on that, I was like, we only did that like three or three One times. Time. Yeah, we did <laughs> we, it for we did it th- once at Everett's house too. Yeah. JP, oh, yeah. JP. JP. TFTI. JP Survivor. Anyway. You were there. I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I were, yeah. That. See, we did it. I think that was the last time that we ever did it was at JP's. Yeah. And we also watched the Oscars. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oscars, like, what, what just happened? <laughs> he said that's he the last time. I'm just waiting for you guys to point at me. <laughs> You're on. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think we didn't. I remember watching for the 2007 awards. So it was in 2008. I remember the 2009 ones. Or, yeah, we, it was the Survivor. God damn it. It was the uh, JP one for the 2009 movies. Because I remember Hurt Locker winning and going, really? Yeah. Oh, that was the day uh, before you went to New York and got Sabaro. Yeah, I honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're getting the dates See mixed up. Because I think that was actually... We watched the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I haven't mixed up then. Nice. Yeah, Oscar. I have my memories. Nice. Good job. Yeah. I know my memories. Tell this man what's up. That's right. That's right. I'm going to point at you now. <laughs> yeah. So, should we get started, I guess? Because we probably ha- we'll probably discuss a lot and dwell and Cry. all that. We'll try not to spoil anything, but uh, we'll start with the three short categories. I think I'm the only person who's really seen any of these. Uh, but we'll start off with the animated shorts. The nominees are The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, My Flying Sailor, Ice Merchants, 
my year of dicks, that's, very, that's Trevor's favorite. I was waiting for you to <laughs> say that. An ostrich told me the world is fake and I think I believe it. That's uh, the whole title of the movie or are you just telling us that? Oh, little, little column A, little column B. Okay. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen any of them? No. No. Oh, wait. No. I've seen all but the, the first one. By the way... Uh, How was my year of dicks? I'll get to that in a second. The The first one, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse is available on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, is this episode sponsored by Apple TV? Is that why? No. Oh. The Flying Sailor and Ice Merchants is on YouTube. The My Year of Dicks and uh, The Ostrich One is available on Vimeo if you guys are interested in watching those. And I mean you guys as in the people listening to this. So nothing's available on Pornhub. Oh, I heard right, maybe. I heard there's a director's cut of My Year of Dicks in there. Now with Got more it. now with more dicks. A quick little summary. I obviously I don't know what the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse is, because I haven't seen it. The Flying Sailor is a is probably the shortest of all the shorts. There's like an explosion and the sailor goes like flying and his life flashes I you before said his no eyes. Spoilers, dude. Come on. That's at the beginning of it. I'm just giving <laughs> you the quick summaries. Uh Ice Merchants is about uh, a father and son who live on the side of a, a mountain who sell ice that they get from the source uh an ostrich told me the world is fake i'm not going to spoil that i would definitely go see this one i'll just say right out that's my vote for what should win because it is very creative it's probably one of the most creative uses of animation that i've seen since uh night and day which was that short i think it was before uh inside out where it was like traditional animation characters one is night one is day and uh the background or they like showed like cg behind them so it's a good use of good blend of two different mediums uh yeah my hero of dicks is about a uh young oh, tell girl us, tell us what, what it's about it's a it's about a young girl explaining her quest when she was in 1991 her quest to try to lose her virgin virginity and the the assholes so it's she, not oh. just it's not just a clever name it is no, about dicks it is about dicks yeah. okay wow yeah. uh I'm gonna yeah. check that out. Yeah. Vimeo. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see a bad one of the four, so I definitely recommend them. Uh, so I guess we can just move on to. Well, what about us? We're not, we're not going to say what we. You think haven't is seen good. any of them. It doesn't matter. Wanna... I still think. <laughs> okay, good. Know, I, I still have a say. You know, yeah. I'm going to go based off uh, movie titles here. Okay. Um, I think it's a toss up between the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse, or my year of dicks. You know, I think it's going to be one of those two. I think a lot of people are going to base it off the movie title and be like, what's the most clever? And here we go. Well, I mean, I would, the ostrich one is probably the most clever, but my year of dicks is probably something they don't want to say again on live TV. So they probably won't win just because of that. Trevor, what do you think? What do you think is going to win here? Um, Based on what Gaddy was saying, uh, the eagle one. <laughs> the ostrich the the ostr- <laughs> kidding um yeah maybe my year of dicks and if not uh i mean, based on the strength of the name alone i want that movie to win <laughs> me too whether it or deserves not an it, oscar. yeah it deserves an oscar just for having the balls to have that in um but yeah well the other one with a very long title you said that was the most clever use of animation you've yeah. seen okay i'll go with that one i'd highly recommend watching it okay asap uh, okay. Hold on, let me pause this episode. Let me just. Uh, let's move on to live action shorts. The nominees are An Irish Goodbye, Ivalu. This one I'm probably not going to pronounce right, but La Popule, Night Ride, 
and the red suitcase. I've seen Ivalu, Night Ride, and the red suitcase. La Papoule, or whatever you pronounce that, is on Disney Plus. It's like 30 to 40 minutes long. Uh, Night Ride was on YouTube, and the other two I found the torrent for. An Irish guy, Goodbye, I read, is probably the best of those five, and I can't find it anywhere. So it's the only of the 15 shorts I haven't been able to find. I guess. So that's sad. Yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, no, Trevor, what, what do you think is going to win here? Well, do you want, I don't. Agree. I don't even have this on my list. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, but based off like you know, I don't even remember the fucking names of what he's saying. I'm literally. I'll, I'll just quickly. Like, I'll quickly go through a summary. Uh, Ivalu is. Uh, wait, wait, wait. The nominees are. I already said that. <laughs> the uh, Ivalu is about a uh, indigenous uh, girl whose sister has disappeared, and she's trying to find her in what looks like maybe like Alaska or something, and. Uh, and there's little flashes to her and her sister and uh it's 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 a nice movie with uh i won't say too much more about it uh the night ride is about a a little person who steals a train in <laughs> i i don't know what country it is it's it, most actually none of the three that i saw are in english uh but she steals a uh a, what looks like a subway basically but you it's, had to read it's, subtitles yeah, well, it was it was easy to watch. Uh, would uh, yeah, I'll just say that. And then the red suitcase is about a uh, Middle Eastern girl who she's she flies into France, and when she arrives, she seems really she uneasy. can't find her room because someone wrote Ryan Bosch's name. <laughs> Shout out Ryan Bosch. <laughs> gets kicked out of the hotel. Yeah, gets us kicked out. Um, there's something about her that uh, she doesn't she doesn't want to go out past um, customs, uh, and she has a red suitcase with her. Got it. So based off Gaddy's summarizations of those films, Trevor, what do you think is gonna win? Red the red suit the red suitcase. I think of the ones I saw, red suitcase is probably my favorite. But based on what I read, an Irish goodbye sounds like it's probably going to be the 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 winner. But that's just speculation, of course. So, right. But oh, yeah, of the three, I would I would pick Red Suitcase. Yeah, I don't know where you're reading, but um, you know, <laughs> I think I read the same thing. And an Irish Goodbye seems to be the most popular. I do think that Le Pupil is how you say it. I mean, that's yeah. directed by Alfonso Cuarón. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And so, if the Oscars are like looking at names, mm-hmm. they may award him here. And I think for shorts they shouldn't, but you know, whatever. Yeah. But they send, you know, they tend to recognize some big names there, like you know, Kobe Bryant's one here before. Well, that was an amazing short too. So okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it? No. Okay, you cool. should. It's it's pretty great. It, it played on like the, his last day of playing. It was like a poem he wrote saying goodbye. To right. Basketball. His, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, and I, then, I remember hearing the poem, but yeah, yeah. And then watching it again after he passed away was even more heartbreaking. So, did we make official choices for that one? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, for me, it's a toss-up between an Irish goodbye and Le Pupil. My official guess of what's going to win is going to be Irish goodbye. But okay. What did I say? Let me... I'm the only holdout here. Yeah. I mean, no, you, you haven't you seen them, so. Red suitcase. Yeah, red suitcase. That's why we're yeah. going through these categories first. It's a, it's a first. great color. Yeah, it's good. It sounds dramatic. And then lastly, the best documentary shorts. 
The nominees are The Elephant Whisperers, Haul Out, How Do You Measure a Year, The Martha Mitchell Effect, and Stranger at the Gate. I, I should have said what the other categories, uh, the other ones. Uh, I, no, I said one was on uh, the Alfonso Cuaron movie is on Disney Plus. Yep. Night Ride is on YouTube. And like I said, those other two I had to torrent. Um, Elephant Whisperer, FBI. Is fucking after yeah, this, this is it. This, this is, is it. the last episode. I would have paid money. I would have paid money, but uh, it wasn't uh, you saved yourself there. <laughs> oh, okay, let's let him go. <laughs> the Elephant Whisperers uh, and the Martha Mitchell Effect are both on Netflix. Uh, Haul Out and Stranger at the Gate are both on YouTube. How do you measure a year? Was a torrent, and it's the only one I've seen. And How was it? Was it good? It was good. It was a, I, I guess this uh, father decided when his daughter was two to every year ask her the same group of questions and f- record her while doing it. And so it's every birthday uh, over 17 years. It's like boyhood, but actually engaging. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. I fucking hate boyhood. Uh, I might need to watch it again. But no, I just I had my, my issues with boyhood. What about um man getting hit by football? Was that on the list? It was, it was, by it Hans was this close. Oh, okay. That was my favorite short of but man getting hit by football has a man getting hit by a football. The little doink. That's the best part. <laughs> this contest is over. Give that man the $10,000. This isn't America's funniest home videos. But the ball is growing. It works at so many levels. Roll it again. What is it? What has he said? Uh, Barney says in his film uh, about like I'm already don't cry for me I'm already dead don't cry for me I'm already dead I don't even know what you guys are quoting The Simpsons oh sorry when they have the film festival yeah got it The Stars Burns is the name of the episode that's where uh, the critic shows up yeah oh got it it stinks yeah yeah Um, like I said I've only seen the one I liked it but I'm gonna guess and say that's probably not gonna win I don't think so. No idea what's it's actually a good title. going on. Though. I know it's a great title, and uh, in it, she actually sings the song from uh, uh, Rent. Okay, which has the lyrics. How do you measure a year? Oh, so that's probably where he got the title. Now I get it. I'll go with that one. Okay, yeah, so I'll go for that. Yeah, one. I'll go for that. But I, I want to do another toss-up since you know. No, sure. I've been to balance it out with the other toss-ups that I've had, but uh, the Elephant Whispers could be the other choice. Yeah, yeah, it's another good title. So you did research before. Uh, Coming up with your decision. Just on the just, titles. Just on the titles. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Um, our next category is Best Documentary. The nominees are All That Breathes, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny? Navalny. I'll say. Say it the right way. Navalny. I've actually seen a movie here. Me too. Is what it about you? probably the same one? Is it the one on Disney Plus? fire of love yeah okay i said in theaters oh you did okay no i haven't seen any of these although i really wanted to see fire of love but i just never had a chance to i I don't even know why i'm here right now (laughs) i should just go we'll get into better we'll get into more categories uh where you can speak more to things you've actually seen and your your expertise uh um yeah all the breeze don't know where really most of these movies are, but all the beauty and the bloodshed I heard was really good, and I want to see it. It's also a good title. Yeah, yeah. that's a great title. Uh, but yeah, Fire of Love, it was good. Um, yeah, I guess it's not a spoiler to say 
the fit because it's in the very first scene of the movie where they they have video footage of this couple the movie's about a couple who are volcanologists who go through and go to volcanoes like as they're erupting to uh just because of their love for it but they're also collecting data and they can use that to teach people teach villages that are near volcanoes when it's time to um evacuate and uh but they're also kind of crazy they do crazy shit and they're just like you guys are going to get yourself killed and in the very first scene of the movie they go this was their last day and you're like wait what and so it just immediately like hooks you into the movie so you have to watch the rest to see what happens on that last day um yeah so i'm guessing i I think it has a strong chance of winning does it show them getting swallowed by the volcano no I was going to say, do you want to spoil it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely want to watch it, but it doesn't show them actually die. No. no. Okay, then I don't want to watch it. <laughs> just, just kidding. No, it looks really good, and I'm yeah, still no. interested in seeing it. Yeah, the footage they have is amazing, because they had to go through, like, weeks worth of footage, like, as far as, like, you know, run, run time of just all this volcano stuff and them and their relationship and it's really just this idea of just there are these two people born relatively close to each other and they both have this love for volcanoes and that's what brought them together and what's the, that's what kept them together until the end it sounds like trust on that <laughs> you guys love volcanoes we love volcanoes man <laughs> uh so yeah that's I my guess, pick too yeah it's your pick okay so then you're probably just gonna go with love yeah yeah, yeah. so fire of love um i do have to say getty have you seen the beatles get back the rooftop concert i started not the concert part but i started watching the the docuseries on disney plus with my dad and i enjoyed it quite a bit and it's very interesting but it's just so long because <laughs> like great, each though. episode it's like three episodes and each one is like four hours long or something like that yeah something like that so, so it's a series is not a movie Mm-mm, it's well, well i mean, I think they have like docuseries or something yeah it's a docuseries but i think they actually have like the concert itself as like a separate thing yeah, because my girlfriend saw it at IMAX and said it's really good. And so yeah. that's something that I was surprised because I, I saw it was really highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and then didn't get nominated. Yeah. Well, because it was a docuseries, I think it was too long to, to count. So Got it. It could get an Emmy nomination. Uh, we're going to move on to best production design. Here's an, actually one of the big categories of movies that uh, Trevor's probably actually seen. Uh- no, I haven't seen any of these either. Uh, I know you have seen what one. What are the nominees? The nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and The Fablemans. Before Sound we like... do this for our friends who aren't versed in the ways of movies, what is production design? What is a production yeah, designer Yeah, production do? design. You're going to give me the question? You didn't even point I'm at me. I'm doing a lot you of You didn't even t- point at him. <laughs> yeah, so production design, this is someone that... You know, it's a team of people that are building sets. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at not just the set decoration, the set design. You know, it's it, it's the whole look of each of the rooms, uh, where you're where you're at in the location. These are specific to each of these scenes. It helps kind of build upon each of the environments that you're in. Well, it it sorry. sounds like there's not a lot to it, but you can immediately tell the difference between. A movie that has a good production designer and a bad production yeah. designer it's kind of like i wouldn't say an unsung hero of the film crew but they it's, they definitely pull their weight it's one of the big like six or seven 
departments, I guess, of a big budget movie, it's not as important in like lower budget movies because you can just, you know, because you don't have the money for production design. It also kind of encompasses costume design and, and hair and makeup because uh, they're all part of the look of the movie. They're the ones who come up with you know, the sets, the, uh, like I said, the costumes, the makeup, and uh, usually it's movies that like, well, more so costumes, but it's usually period pieces that get it big extravagant epic movies that tend to get nominated Mm -hmm. uh which most of these are uh of these movies what have or haven't you seen let's start with trevor here uh i've seen everything except for the fablemans unfortunately Mm. well that's good that you've seen all quiet on the western front because i do want to talk about that movie when we get to that um i've seen all of them same okay good uh i'll see myself out (laughs) <laughs> what what isn't on this list for you guys that should be here do you think oscar go ahead yeah i honestly don't have any additions for this list and production design it is a important part but i am you know i think the only one that i'm kind of puzzled by is avatar the way of water to be mm-hmm. honest because a lot of that was shot green screen a lot yeah. of that uh, was visual effects, which you know we'll get into that category later on. Yeah. Um, and but they I still had to design all that stuff. Absolutely, for sure. Um, there it's is like a whole team of designers and you know art directors and a lot of creatives that go behind that. Um, and, and but it's it's different. It's different, and to that yeah. extent, like you know, you're you're correct, and like I, there is like an appreciation for that. Um, but to me. You know, like when I see something like Babylon, like, Mm -hmm. you know, this film was very daring to me. And, you know, a lot of it was shot on location, but then a lot of it was also sets that were built, you know, and it's and it's pretty grand and it's pretty big and it's epic. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, another one to go along with that is Elvis. But I really think that where they can award Babylon here is in production design. Uh, what do you think is missing? I, I, yeah, I as far as missing, I I don't really know because again, I'm terrible at remembering what movies came out this year. I don't know what the fuck I've seen. If you mention something, I'll be like, oh yeah, you're right. Um, if you have something, I probably might agree with you. But um, you already said Babylon, right? Yeah, I, I think Babylon here yeah. will win. If it's yeah. not Babylon, it's Elvis. I think those are the two kind of yeah. at the forefront. Standouts, yeah, yeah. Babylon for sure. Uh, like Oscar was saying, it's epic in every sense every every location every scene taking place that's not outside is like perfect for the time um even the ones that are are outside it feels like this is hollywood in the 20s yeah you're you're right uh i'm sorry forgive me <laughs> no i'm just no, I know, adding to what you're saying it's yeah it's it, the production designer did an amazing job that movie i don't need to tell you what i feel about that movie but um i think i agree with oscar between that and elvis because again sometimes like mm-hmm. quote-unquote period pieces or um they tend to get more of the awards yeah um because they have to try harder especially taking like trying to make a movie take place in the 20s when we're in, you know 2023 mm-hmm. takes hard it's a lot ago. more work so um I'm going to go with Babylon. Babylon deserves to win. I wouldn't be surprised if Elvis wins. Right. Um, was there anything on this list that you're like, 
doesn't you don't think it should be on this list i mean you didn't have anything to replace it with so i guess you're fine with yeah that's because yeah. i couldn't think of it that doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't something i mean i put fablemans as maybe not so much i guess i Avatar, could agree with you there yeah because i mean it, it it it's great production design don't get me wrong it would definitely be in my top 10 list but there are other movies like Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, yeah, I'm shocked yeah, that didn't get nominated. The Northman yeah. no, no, has great production you're, design. You're right about The Northman. And, and, and I'm a big fan of Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Um, no, you didn't. You hated that one. <laughs> right, right. Um, but but a lot of like the argument for that film was like, oh, you're just at a DMV. Yeah. You're just at a but they laundromat. Had to build that stuff. Exactly. Like, like, And so when you compare it to The Fablemans, you know, you're pretty much just in a home you're just in a high school you're kind of those settings those surroundings yeah. there's not really a lot of and i don't want to like knock it down on its feet but when you compare it to all these other ones i feel like you're absolutely right I, everything everywhere could have been something that would have been nominated here and how many different distinct locations did they have to make too right because yep. all the the whole multiverse you know you got the i mean the hot dog world looks pretty much like ours just hot dog fingers uh, but you know, you have that weird world where you see the, the bagel with everything on it mm-hmm. the first time and just all the, the weirdness. Um, also Wakanda forever and, uh, the menu I would probably put as honorable mentions, but, uh, but I agree with about Babylon. I think it's going to win again. I wouldn't be surprised if any of these won, uh, but I, my vote is for Babylon. I'd be well. surprised if Avatar wins. Yeah, it'd be, I just, yeah. I just don't think that we're quite yet there to make that distinction of you know computer generated things to be production design i'm not saying that we'll we're not there i'm just when you compare it to everything else i just babylon here should be the the winner also think about the amount of work it takes to create a mansion from scratch in the real world and then do it in like a computer like of course it takes so much manpower energy team of people doing it like on a computer mm-hmm. but there's no i don't think you can compare building one from scratch by hand you know what i mean yeah okay we're pissing off a lot of production designers or art directors um <laughs> i mean mad respect we said it's yeah, i yeah. said it's the unsung heroes they they can make or break i mean most save of these us, categories Trevor, can <laughs> make or break your movie but production yeah. designers are integral I'm Let's move on to costume design. Okay. Oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> the nominees are Babylon, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. It's one nominee. I like that, how that rhymes. Yeah. I think so that was that's, intentional. that's gonna win, right? Yeah. Because of the, we're going based off <laughs> title. Of the title, yeah. <laughs> um this category I think in the past has usually belonged to period pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know like 18th century period pieces. There's not one on here. Uh, superhero movies almost never win this, which is weird. Well, no, I believe Black Panther won the last well, time. Oh yeah, but that's why I meant almost never. Right. Because, uh, they, you know, there's so many great costume design movies. They always get nominated, but they never win. And it surprises me. Uh, yeah, uh, Babylon. Or I, I guess I can start with this category. The ones I, I would say maybe put into this category would be the Batman and All Quiet on the Western Front. The only, oh, by the way, the only one on this list I haven't seen is Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Same, I haven't seen I that haven't one seen either. either. Yeah. Uh, but I would probably put the Batman because I like the costume design in that movie. But I think the one that's missing the most is probably All Quiet on the Western Front, mostly because 
that opening one of the opening scenes is all about the costumes like not specifically the costumes but it's all about the journey of the uniform and not to spoil anything because it's a pretty pretty crazy scene but Mm -hmm. uh yeah i'll just say that much um i mean i haven't seen mrs harris goes to paris so i don't know if i'd keep it or, or drop it but i i would agree with the rest of them i think they all have great costumes i think yeah this one's gonna be a little bit harder um well, what do you think it's between honestly i could see i could see black panther winning because mm. those are cost you know what i yeah. mean like costumes and they have to design these costumes and they and, have several different cultures and their costumes right so all of them are really hard and just thinking about uh tobu jibaki like her outfits yeah. like every uh, incredible costume exactly. design um even like evelyn and women like their costumes like you know what i mean yeah. like they're all unique well they're already and, like, really iconic already right like, exactly are could be considered like halloween costumes yes already. absolutely mm-hmm. you can walk like if you saw someone walk down the street dressed like evelyn or dressed like women you'd be like oh fuck everything i love you um <laughs> yeah so that's the new title everything i love you and then elvis same thing like he's yeah it's elvis how many co- different costumes has he worn babylon same fucking thing yeah. it's this one's really really tough i think of the four i've seen babylon might be the weakest um yeah maybe but because it is you know it's pretty pretty basic outfits i mean they'll have like their their big dresses for you formal events and... costumes at the men's warehouse is that where you're going with or, well maybe at like the universal I think, studio i think that's what they did shop. they uh <laughs> to save on the budget yeah it makes sense um so yeah oscar what your official what do you okay i've been meaning to ask it this way what do you want to win and what do you think is going to win yeah oh now i get it yeah i wish you would have asked it this way as a start it's You've said you've you've answered that question. No, I'm kidding. Uh, this one's tough. Like Trevor mentioned, this is a tough one. Um, you know, I want everything, everywhere, all at once to win. Um, I'm pulling it for it here just because of the costumes, how unique they are. Uh, I think of it like how Black Panther won um, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Like it's these are iconic looks that people can, you know, if you were to see someone dress like a character for halloween you would distinctly know that it was from this film uh to that extent that's why possibly elvis could win here Uh you know and and that's possibly where i think elvis you know could be the upset here i do want everything everywhere all at once to win but they could uh it could go to elvis Uh, don't be surprised if black panther wins again um, in this category as well or Mrs. Harris goes to Paris could be like the greatest costume movie of all time. We have no idea. We have no idea. Those <laughs> Parisian looks. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Trevor. Yeah. Um, again, pretty much total agreement with Oscar. I want everything everywhere all at once to win, but it, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Black Panther wins or Elvis wins. I would probably lean more towards Black Panther than Elvis, but again, mm-hmm. like it's a, it's it's super close between the two. But at the end of the day, I want everything. I mean, for all of these awards, I want either Babylon or everything everywhere yeah. all wants to win. So, but um, it's totally possible. It's not out of the realm of possibility that everything everywhere all at once could win because we already discussed like yeah. how you know. I th- I think their outfits are going to be 
remembered for like a long time and they're mm-hmm. going to be like for the next probably 10 years people are going to be very like iconic. dressing up as yeah they're very iconic so um yeah that's all i got to say about that i'm gonna say i i agree i want everything everywhere all at once to win and i think it's gonna win but i won't be so uh, the only one i'll be disappointed in is if Mrs. Babylon Harris wins. goes to Paris. Well, I mean that too. I'd be like, oh, I guess, yeah. I, I'm planning on trying to see everything, all the movies I haven't seen that are nominated by the 12th. But uh, yeah, I, both votes are for everything. Everywhere, all at once, to be specific. Now on to best hair and makeup. I'm going to say I think this one it might be kind of obvious what's going to win, but the nominees are... All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. We'll start with Trevor. Oh, we're switching it up. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with... Well, have you seen all these movies? No, I haven't seen Black Panther. You haven't? Okay. I have not. Uh, then uh, is there Gotta anything... Gotta plug Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. Oh, it is on Disney Plus. <laughs> it's on Disney Plus? Uh, is there anything from this list you think is missing? No, I think uh, what's on here needs uh, is on here. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what I believe should be on this list is included on this list. And who do I think is going to win? The whale. I think the whale definitely yeah. deserves because the the prosthetics and yeah. makeup that just they put on Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I think sitting is... in the chair for twelve hours. Yep. deserves the Oscar. Uh, yes, I mean I think that's the obvious choice. Yeah, I think. I don't so know too. if I agree with that. Um, you know, what about the looks of all the other three characters in that film? You know, yeah. Um, I understand. Like, I'm not trying to again. Knock it's a lower down. budget movie, so they put all their budget into the suit, the suit, and the makeup. That's why they call me the suit. <laughs> <laughs> Callbacks that people don't understand. Uh, yeah, I know. I think this is pretty much the whales award. You think so? And I don't know. I, 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 I'm thinking Elvis could pick it up here. Yeah, I mean, there could, there's always, there's always, oh my god, there can always be an upset in any of these categories. But I think if I were to bet money on anything, I'd bet this one would win hair and makeup. Um, all quiet on the Western Front. They just look so fucked up throughout yeah. that whole movie. That's I'm just another like, good one. Yeah. Um, the Batman, the Penguin in the Batman. Yeah. To so, me, that's exactly, and yeah. that's a good note because Colin Farrell's makeup. You do not recognize exactly. Yeah. Brendan Fraser still looks like Brendan Fraser in the whale. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand they were trying not to make him unrecognizable, but to me, there's only really one character that you really have makeup on um, or prosthetics on, and that's mm-hmm. just Brendan Fraser's character. Everybody else here, you really the hair and makeup is more inclusive of the entire cast. That's fair. Um, is there anything missing in on this list for you, Wasker? I didn't really have anything else noted. Um, I do want to get into it in, in another category, but right. I do want to note specifically a genre that tends to be missing, which is horror films. Yeah, we did have a great collection of horror films, dozens. Yeah, yeah. This this past year, and um, you know, hair and makeup of... is a is a great um, place where they can be nominated, such as Pearl X. Mm barbarian i was thinking barbarian but i'm like oh i guess that's more of a visual effect with uh, 
the creature in that. Oh, hey, if spoil. you're going to nominate Avatar for production design... Well, yeah, but hair and makeup's actually something that you do have to physically apply to a, a human being. For now. Until the next Avatar comes out, and then it'll yeah. be like, Avatar for best makeup. Best makeup, the dots that they painted on their face. <laughs> um, I put the Northman kind of more of an honorable mention, but also uh, Blonde, that that movie. I haven't seen Blonde. Really? Yeah, you should. Three hours. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. I got to find the time. There are a lot of I mean, three-hour movies this I year. I can't even find time to watch these 40-minute shorts. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, it's insane. Like, there have been a lot of movies that are two and a half to, like, three and a half hours this year. Or 2022. So, it's insane. Um, yeah, I, I think The Whale's going to win it. But I won't. I think the only one that might upset me if it wins... I don't think anything would upset me. I'd be confused if Elvis wins because mm-hmm. I mean, it's good, good work, but it's just of the five here might be the weakest one. That's I mean, actually lot. black Panther is pretty, I mean, it again, looks great, but it's like nothing stands out like the penguin or like right. Brendan Fraser's character. Well, I'm going for the weakest and I'm going to go with Elvis. <laughs> All right. True underdog story. So on to the category I almost forgot, visual effects. The nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. This one is quite confusing, uh, some of these nominees, but I'll let Oscar go first. Is uh, Have you seen all these movies? I've seen all these films. Um, I think everybody here is uh, a good nominee. There's other great nominees that um, could be on this list. There's a like. lot of. I didn't really extend that list too much, but uh, I'll dive into it in a second. <laughs> I, I think this is Avatar's category again. Well, yeah. uh, I wish there was, you know, like a smaller film uh, here that could have possibly been an upset. Like everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm happy to actually see like Top Gun Maverick, even though you know Tom Cruise does his own stunts. There's you know yeah it's like i'm thinking about that movie i'm sure there's a lot more visual effects to it than i realize but the fact that they're so like we did all this in camera with that movie the fact it's on this list is like but there's so many other things you could have put on that list so like everything everywhere all at once yeah trevor what do you think uh yeah i'm in agreement have you i think top gun's gonna win i'm just kidding (laughs) uh again i've seen everything except for black panther so I think Avatar, yeah. from a purely visual perspective, Avatar is amazing. Yeah. Let's let's be real about I'll it. I'll agree with that, even um, if it's on the bottom of my, my list of movies from 2022. Yeah, that's and that's totally fine. This, you, it used to be maybe that you went in a James Cameron movie looking for like a story and it would deliver. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like The Abyss, Aliens. like Terminator 2 is like... The greatest, the greatest action, action movie, movie of all, all time. time. I've said that a hundred times. I still believe it to this day. Um, you agree? Titanic. <laughs> they, Titan- even Titanic's Titanic. great. Yeah, I love yeah, Titanic. Me too. Was it even nominated for screenplay? I don't even. It was know. nominated for, for everything, right? thirteen awards and won eleven. Or it was yeah, no- it won eleven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it had it had yeah, been tied. nominated for everything. Um, you made me lose track. My train of thought. Uh, James Cameron, Avatar. Yes. You used yeah, to be yeah, able yeah. To watch a story. So anyways, from a purely visual perspective, uh, it's it's truly incredible, especially seeing it IMAX 3D 
as we all did. Hey, we all saw it together. Yeah. Mm. I sat next to Gaddy. You had those delicious mango slices, dude. I dream about (laughs) those. I mean, it was a three-hour movie. I needed to bring some mango. Those are fucking good. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think if it doesn't win... I will be disappointed. Yeah. Like, I think that movie truly is visually stunning. They all, all these movies have their mm-hmm. own little, um, great little visual effects, which is, and I can't, I can't, uh, speculate on Black Panther, but I'm assuming because right. it's a Marvel movie, there's every other shot is yeah. VFX. Um, but Avatar's done in a way that's like realistic, believable, mm-hmm. and like most importantly, like pulls you into the experience, which right. as much as, 3D is like a gimmick. Yeah. This does it correctly. So there's a scene in Black Panther where one of the characters is in the underwater world of um it's not called Atlantis in this. Uh but I felt more of an emotional connection with that one scene than with the entire of Avatar. But Avatar looks amazing in comparison. Uh so yeah, there are some great visual effects in that movie like i said top gun i'm really confused uh why that would be one of the top five um the batman uses something called the volume which is really cool technology and i'm assuming this also counts as part of the special effects but it's it's rose to popularity with the the mandalorian uh oh i know what you're talking it's like it's like green screen but instead it's back projection but instead of uh it being just something projected onto a screen and it looking really crappy it's actual like super high definition screens and the cam the the background moves with the camera so it looks like they're in the middle of some wasteland crazy planet or whatever uh so they use that in the batman to for gotham so like if they're on that building that's under construction the horizon is physically there for them to see but it's not actually like a, a backdrop of any kind it's it's a video that's playing behind them and I think that's amazing if that's counted as part of the visual effects. Uh, if it isn't, then it's like, well, they did most of it that way. Uh, I don't know exactly what they used visual effects for for All Quiet on the Western Front, but the movie did look like it was most. Yeah, I mean, there's World a lot War of One. set extensions. You know, yeah, I'm sure there's you know a lot of the explosions, a lot of like uh, duplicated cast um, for that. And when you mentioned Top Gun Maverick, you know. Mm-hmm. that's the the great thing about visual effects when done right it mm-hmm. could be seamless and you don't even notice it and that's why it's nominated here yeah uh, a couple things i think that are missing i most some of these are honorable mentions but i think the big one that's missing is everything everywhere all at once uh elvis and nope i'm used a lot of visual effects that nope for sure yeah um i will say the monkey looks a little weird in that movie but <laughs> it's 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 a nitpick uh, one of the big visual effects. Peter's happy they didn't use a real monkey. Well, yeah. Uh, one of the big visual effects things in any of the movies that I that I'm a little sad is missing, but I'm not surprised was in the unbearable weight of massive talent. You having two Nicolas Cages, one. Sorry if this spoils anything for anybody. Uh, one is a younger version, and one is the now version. So. And it, it's pretty, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I, I love yeah. that movie. Yeah. So good. It's a great movie. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Uh, and it brings me back to like adaptation, which is another Nicolas mm. Cage film um, that I think kind of played into that. We're going to be uh, talking about that soon. Sorry, oh. continue. Nice. But <laughs> just 
derailed you. I'm sorry. See, I um thinking about it. That's I I completely forgot about Nope, and I would put yeah. I think Nope deserves to be on this list too. Yeah. It's just one of those things that like even though it didn't come out that long ago in theaters, mm-hmm. I fucking like you could have told me that was 2021. I'd be like, oh okay, cool. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> just that's why you need to take Oscar's advice and uh, get on Letterbox, and every time you see a movie, just add it to your yeah, watched I list. Should. There's an app, you know. You <laughs> Uh, on to best animated feature the nominees are Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio just to be specific because there were three of them last year Marcel the Shell with shoes on I don't see Polly Shore's Pinocchio on here mm, I'm sorry Puss in Boots The Last Wish The Sea Beast and Turning Red I guess I can go first since uh, I don't know why I have to say anything about that. Uh, the only two I haven't seen is Turning Red and the Sea Beast. Oh. Both of them are high rated. You've got to see Turning Red for sure. Yeah, I, I, I've planned to. A uh, couple that I'm surprised. Not I'm not surprised, but because uh, I haven't seen two of them. And the ones I have seen I think are great. Um, Wendell and Wild. I'm surprised that's not on there. And um, Richard Linklater did another rotoscope movie called uh, Apollo 10 and a half. Uh, that looks amazing. And I want to see it. I just watched it today yeah. to prepare for today's recording. What do you, what'd you think? Rotoscoping that the animation for that, I think yeah. this is his third um, time doing this. I thought it was great. The story for me, I didn't get sucked into it. Hmm. Um, to me, it's very white male boomer uh, reminiscing <laughs> on a, 1969 sure. <laughs> nostalgia and trust mm-hmm. me like as a kid i wanted to be an astronaut and yeah. you know this is about a 10 year old boy that reimagines himself um you know going on a journey to the moon during that period of time and the moments that it, you're with the boy i thought were very impactful impactful mm-hmm. um everything else to me is just drawn out sure. and boring and i'm just like wake up grandpa <laughs> um i'll i'll get onto my picks in a second uh I'll, I'll have you seen all five of them i've seen all five of these i've seen also wendell and wild which you mentioned right. um you know to uh, I, not to knock it but i thought i thought that was also good mm-hmm. good animation story for me also uh it's kind of like the tone is a little bit off right. um in, in parts as it transitions um i did like the reunion of Jordan Peele and Keegan Michael Key. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, and it's uh Henry Selleck who did uh, Coraline and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, love those movies. Uh all I think all seven of the movies mentioned have like 90 or or, or higher on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, they're very high rated. Um have you seen any of these movies? Just Turning Red. Yeah. What did you think of Turning Red? I really liked it. Tressa yeah. watched it too. Yeah. Tressa, what did you think? Yeah. It was good. <laughs> uh, like I said, I haven't seen The Sea Beast and Turning Red. My favorite of them, I would have to say it might be Puss in Boots. Great choice. The Last Wish. I loved it. Yeah, loved I it. saw it recently. I thought it was great. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to spoil anything. It. Everybody, it. everybody's it's so good. Everyone has said good things about yeah. it. Only good things. It's surprisingly good. Uh, and this won't be the last time I mention it. Uh, I think though, what's going to win is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and I'm yeah, fine with that too. I think it's pronounced Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Integral. Huh? 
Oh, the rain. I don't hear it. Yeah. You can't hear it? Uh-uh. Siri, play Missy Elliott's No, The Rain. Super duper fly. Um, Marcel Lachelle, which she's on, is a cute movie. I liked it quite a bit, but uh, the of the three I've seen, it's probably the weakest. Yeah, the cuteness lasts about 20 minutes for me. Yeah. I know everybody loves it, but uh, yeah. And, and, and gotta, gotta say, like, A24, yeah. love them. I'm really happy to see that they've been nominated in almost every category yeah that's, that's a great. great studio i know that they champion their creative team so uh, that's know. great cbs for me is the the weakest out of yeah. these nominated films uh, i was actually surprised that it was here and not to see like you mentioned wendell and wild even though um i didn't feel that the story was great both on netflix sea yep. beast and wendell and wild so yeah um, I do think, like like you said, Pinocchio, this is its category to win. It's Guillermo del Toro. It's in the title. Mm-hmm. We're going based off title. There you go. <laughs> um, I would have loved to have seen, uh, you know, a, a, an upset here with Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, or Turning Red. I think yeah. those are stronger films. Uh, we've seen the Pinocchio story done before. If you saw, like, yeah. uh, three of the versions that came out last year. This is uh, definitely, I mean, with the exception of the original, oh, not the original, but the, the 1940 poly, the version. One. <laughs> the 1940 version, I think, is the masterpiece. Uh, this one's pretty great, too. It, it's because it's slightly different, too. So, yeah. Not, the, uh, not like the uh, Robert Zemeckis version. No, that was so bad. What to you, Bob Zemeckis? Bob uh, Zemeckis, man. Do you want to uh, make any kind of official votes? Um... monster show folks uh, yeah no uh, maybe pinocchio yeah i think everybody's going there right yeah yeah uh, i mean it was a great year for animated films yeah. uh turning you... red was great i yeah. i would be very happy if the one i would <laughs> like turning red to win but Just got a lot of competition this year yeah man yeah Did, have you heard of mad god by yes no yes yeah it's um tibbet um phil tippet thank you oh, okay yeah i I haven't finished seeing it, mm-hmm. um, but that to me, I want to I want to see it, finish it all the way through. It seems like a very bizarre, trippy. Too bad I'm sober now, but it seems <laughs> like that would be like the one to trip out on and watch. Right. It's all like, um, it's like claymation. Oh almost. yeah, because he's uh, famous for doing the stop motion animation in a lot of Lucasfilm stuff and or Paul with for industrial lightning. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Phil Tippett, uh, there's a documentary that maybe I could have put in the documentary uh, category. I haven't seen it yet, but I really do want to see it. It's called Jurassic Punk. It's about the two guys who basically put Phil Tippett out of a job, who started doing the computer animation for Jurassic Park and how that, that happens. It has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. And, and now really they're nominated it. for production design and Avatar. Look what, at them. Oh, what's yeah? it, what's I'm it kidding. On? I'm kidding. It's not an actual fact. Oh, you've got my hopes up. What's it on? Jurassic it's, Punk. it's on nothing right now. Jurassic Punk. Yeah. Not that any That's why I haven't been able to watch it. No torrents? I'm disappointed <laughs> here. <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah. So, Best International Film. Sorry. Best International Feature Film. I want to add two more movies. Oh, to He's the not animated? fucking done, man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, did you see Enter Galactic on Netflix? 
No. The Kid Cudi film. That was great animation as well. Oh, sorry. Uh, just, you didn't mention it, but, you know, over text uh, a couple of months ago, we talked about Chippendale, Rescue Rangers. Oh, yeah. I thought that was nicely done. Uh, if you would count that as animation. I guess, I mean, I guess technically. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's kind of the same animation style. And, you know, it, it was a throwback to yeah. me for Roger Rabbit. Yeah, uh, it's, it's this generation's Roger Rabbit. Obviously, Roger Rabbit is way better, but it's a totally different thing. That's hearkening back to... You know the Warner Brothers, the early Disney stuff, like the the color cartoons, the first color cartoons era, um, and this is you know the the modern era, also referencing back to the '90s and the '80s. Um, so yeah, I think I mentioned I talked about it in our best of episode, but yeah, I think that yeah, it is a good movie. I keep saying yeah. And it was ironic because I remember when I sent you the trailer, you're like, that looks like a piece of shit. I'm it never did. fucking seeing it. No, I, I didn't say I'll never see it. He did. He, I mean, he did. Come on. Pull up the text. I know. Pull up, pull up the receipts. I need the receipts on it. Did but no it, I, I never saw it. Tyler was the one who, I think it was in a group chat where he was talking about it and he said it was really good. And then I sent it to Gaddy and he said like. Yeah, it definitely had potential of being garbage. Yeah. And, and it I didn't even bother seeing it. You should. I should. No, I you want should to. see it. There's so much. I guess want what, to. what it's yeah. what it's on. Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney we just Plus. canceled our Disney Plus. Really? Yeah. Oh, never mind. We haven't canceled it yet. Get the bundle. No. <laughs> we fucking need it. Literally, the only thing that we were using Disney Plus for was The Simpsons. Yeah. That's there the reason the Disney Plus sponsorship. That's Thanks, the reason Trevor. that Tressa bought it for me, and then I feel bad because it's a fucking waste of money. We saw Saw Red, seeing, or Turning Red, or Seeing Red, or I, red. I Have My Period, Part 1. Don't spoil it for Gaddy. Uh, uh, well, I figured well, that. We both said on at the same time. That's the Bad cute. Guys was another one I wanted to mention. Did you see that? No, I've heard thing, a lot of good things about it. I heard things about it. Uh, yeah, no. I heard things. That's another good one. Um, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Moving on to Best International Feature Film. How long has it been called that? I don't know. I was going to ask you the same thing. I was hoping we were going to provide some facts. I don't know. I was going to ask trivia. you the same thing. I was hoping you were going to provide some facts on that. I did not. It feels like it's only been a couple years, but it used to be called Best Foreign Language Film. But this means that they can have a movie from Canada or from, you know, well, not England. I think English, English movies are typically in the same category. As, They're not considered international. Yeah, like uh, Banshees of Inishirin isn't in this category. And that's Ireland, so. Maybe non-English speaking countries. I don't know. I'm I'm contradicting myself. The nominees. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what were you gonna say? Nothing. Okay. The nominees <laughs> are all quiet on the Western Front, and it doesn't matter what the rest of them are. Ouch. <laughs> no, I mean the other ones are look like they're great, but uh, I'll continue. Argentina, 1985, close. EO, not about Captain EO. Sorry, Trevor. Damn. And the Quiet Girl. I've only seen All Quiet on the Western Front. I want to see the rest of them. Uh, but of these movies, which have a second nomination and which one has the nine nominations that all quiet on the Western front has, that's the only one I've seen and it's great. And I think it's going to win. It's the crouching tiger, hidden dragon of its, of its year. Does anybody disagree with that? Uh, yes, I uh, saw Argentina in 1985 and I yeah. think it was amazing. So it won the golden globe. So yeah. it has a chance, but just with how many nominations the other one has. I of it. think f- just for being a smaller independent movie uh-huh. and about being about Argentina. Yeah. Where you're from. Yeah. 
or where my where is descendants where, where my family or, is from ancestors um that makes it sound like it's like yeah yeah a hundred years ago anyways um we i would love to it. see argentina 1985 win not because of the reasons mm-hmm. that Oscar just pointed out, but because it's a great, great right. fucking movie, a small-ish, um, more independent movie, um, it was fucking fantastic. I want that to win. Mm-hmm. All Quiet on the Western Front will probably win. It would be embarrassing if it didn't. Wow. I, for uh, embarrassing, Academy, huh? Well, to nominate a movie nine times and then for it to not even win the easy category for Easy? easy? Wow. <laughs> this guy. Uh, I heard great things about EO as well. And The Quiet Girl, I think, is like probably the highest rated uh, of all these movies that are nominated. Yeah, I've so. heard good things about The Quiet Girl. I have seen Close, uh, in addition to All Quiet on the Western Front. Mm. Um, all Quiet on the Western Front is what I think will win. Um, what should win, I think I preferred Close because of it's okay. more of an intimate story. And I kind of resonated with it a little bit more. Uh you know, All Quiet on the Western Front is great. Uh, great sound design, great editing. Um, but to me, Close had more uh, of an introspective view of, like, you know, teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's surprising to me that RRR wasn't on this list because of how many people talked about it. And another movie that I have written down that I would have given the award to if it were nominated so you've seen triple r i haven't actually oh, i love it it's on netflix uh now i can answer why it's not nominated okay so india selected last film show to represent the country at the academy awards instead of triple r mm. so india is the one who fucked up yes blame yes, india <laughs> yeah i don't know how that worked um do I, we have any listeners in india i think we do we probably have some um, do you want to talk about RRR before I move on to a different movie in, you, that should have been in that category? You can talk about. It. I mean, it's a it's a lengthy film. It's yeah, epic. Another one. You know, uh, luckily it's on Netflix. You can pause it and go to the restroom multiple times, <laughs> and every single you, you time you come back to it, you think it's not going to keep escalating from where it goes, and it mm-hmm. just continues to to do that. And uh, I thought it was really fun. You know, creative. Um. Yeah, I'm sure you you can talk about it more in in detail. Well, not about RRR because I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, but I have a different movie to add to the list. Oh, uh, sure. Which is South Korea's decision to leave, which was fucking amazing, and it's from the director. Uh, you, you probably have his name in your head, and I don't, because I'm just gonna say random South Korean names. <laughs> Do you know what? You remember the director's name? Integral. No, nah, that's not it. It's Park Chu. Yeah, I'm not gonna know. Uh, to look it uh, he directed Old Boy and uh, the, hand, the Handmaiden, but yeah, the fact that this movie is not on this list is, is a bit of a crime. I don't know what I would knock off because I haven't seen the other four, um, but I like definitely liked it better than All Quiet on the Western Front, which I loved. So, decision to leave. It's a weird whodunit. Kind of like a whodunit. <laughs> Just yeah. for you, Trevor. Haven't uh, seen it either. And a lot of people I know uh, on were Ruby. shocked that it wasn't on. Yeah. If you <laughs> do what I did, do the seven-day trial of Mubi just to watch the the movie. <laughs> Spelled M-U-B-I. Unless they decide to be a sponsor of ours, then you should just 
Yeah. <laughs> Pay the seven dollars. Pay not seven dollars. It's like eleven or twelve dollars a month. What? Yeah. Uh, they're kind of trying to be like a Criterion channel, but I watched. I I, I was like, well, maybe if there's other things on there, I'll I'll subscribe. Are they part of there's Tubi? No, I don't think it is. Or maybe it is. Sounds a little. It makes sense. Movie and Tubi. Yeah. It would yeah. make sense. But... Tubi had more money though. They had that Super Bowl money. Yeah. Apparently. Didn't Mubi have a thing a commercial too was that the one that was like fucking bizarre with like people falling down like a hole or something maybe i, don't I know. think that was movie that sounds and like it a was nightmare like, it, it was it was a nightmare to watch and it, they probably spent like 15 million dollars on the commercial it's it's an art house streaming service so every day they add a new movie to their service and i look through the list of movies and i was just like i don't know any of these movies uh, except for this one because they really advertised that they had to see decision to leave it was Tubi. Tubi yeah, had the scary rabbit hole uh, commercial for the Super Bowl, just so you know. So they had two commercials? I think so. Got it. But yeah. So have you seen Decision to Leave? I have not. It's oh, on my watch that. list. Uh, sorry, I don't know the director's name. Park Chu Wan or something like that. I'm going to, you know, instead of potentially being racist. Yeah, I was going to type it in, but you can hear my chubby fingers type <laughs> on this beautiful mic. Park Chan Wook is his name. Park I was Chan talking. Wook. Like I said, he did Old Boy. Have you heard of a movie called No Bears? No. Have you? No. No. <laughs> no I, I want you to bring it up. I was just asking. <laughs> no, that's a, that's another film that uh, people were surprised didn't get nominated here. Although I heard that it's a native country, didn't select it either. Mm-hmm. Just like Triple R. Yeah. What native? What's the native country? I don't know. Oh, okay. Somewhere where there's bears, because no bears. Or maybe somewhere where they don't have bears because there are none. Where well, they used to, ah, but they don't you, anymore. Yeah. And see where I'm going with this? It's unbearable. <laughs> Get out. No, that movie came out several years ago. Okay, now really you can get out <laughs> for that one too. Nope. That's pretty good. Yeah. No, it's not. Get out of my house. Anyways, uh, we all decided... We all made our decisions, right? Yeah. I think so. Uh, let's move on to Best Sound. The nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun, Maverick. Uh, let's start with Trevor again. Okay. Well, have you seen all these movies? Yes, I have. If you can believe that, ladies and gentlemen, I have wow. seen all of these I can movies. Look at, this. Look at this fucking guy. Um, I'm glad you took my advice about seeing all quite on the watcher, but I mean, I, it's not like I was like, oh yeah, Getty told me I should watch this. I, I knew that I had to watch it cause I had watched the original. Right. From universal from like a hundred years ago now. Yes. Yes. It's yes. crazy to think about. Um, but, um, I, I feel like I want all quiet on the Western front to win, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised for top gun maverick to win yeah lots of room room sound and people love room room so and maybe this is the category where they go we'll just we'll just give them an award yeah because exactly we, we gotta to give, give tom something. cruise we gotta keep keep him happy you know that's my vote for what's gonna win is top gun maverick um but i'd say that all quiet on the western front is probably the best one you don't think all quiet on the western front if it doesn't win best sound is gonna be embarrassed here no because it's in eight other categories. It's just not under... 
it's not the only one in its category nominated multiple times right right no th- those are good takes um i agree with both of you um between all quiet on the western front and top gun maverick um good choices i do have to point something out when did best sound just become best sound wasn't their best sound like mix and best ago, sound yeah. design yeah um, well there's best sound editing and best sound mixing and it was super confusing even to us who went to film school and took some of those sound classes because i was like okay so editing means like they're like they're they're editing it like they're making the sounds from nothing right no 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 that's the sound mixer I'm like well then what does the editor do oh they mix the sound fuck you <laughs> and that's why Gaddy got kicked out of school <laughs> <laughs> well they they took his advice and they changed the category so. to just sound which fuck you mr foley which makes sense but because it was always like there were like four movies that were both transformers yeah it's always transformers there were yeah but there were four movies that were in both categories and then like one that was different and i was like what how come that movie didn't get the other like it was super confusing so they just you know made it they they economized is that the word i'm like i think yeah maybe for the sake of uh hosting it too that's another award that they don't have to present yeah you know another five minutes taken out of the show anything you think is missing from this either of you no no i agree nope should have been on this list <laughs> no I mean, i'm being sincere though but i have that on my list as i guess an honorable mention i don't know if i would knock any of these off the list and the menu i enjoyed the sound of that just that that clap that he does yeah. every once in a while that just makes everyone go mm, you know the ryan bosch clap yeah <laughs> that i can do and tressa hates brothers i can clap really loud this is a easy to uh experience category we're getting on to the best original song where you can just listen to all five of them on uh, whatever your music streaming service of choices. You're not going to sing a couple of the lyrics? Yeah, a couple no. bars for us. Uh, I don't have the artists written down for any of these, but we have Lift Me Up from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. This Is The Life from Everything, Everywhere, All At Once. Not To, Not To from RRR. It's only nomination. Sorry. Uh, applause from Tell It Like a Woman and Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Oscar, is there? Have you seen? Have you listened to all these songs? I should say, because I, yeah, continue. Sorry, I have not listened to all these songs. That was a great choice, a great, a great question because uh, I haven't even heard of Tell It Like a Woman. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I could easily just listen to Spotify. Um, but I did I, specifically for that song today because i've heard the rest of them i'm just like no continue please and that's (laughs) diane warren right Mm. (laughs) uh because if it is she's been nominated many times and never won um i'm she drives a Bentley though i think she's okay yeah (laughs) yeah her office is at our film school um it's still there um yes so i'm gonna go with not to not to uh from triple r yeah i think this is its sole nomination um you know this is where they can the academy can officially award it um you know i i I love rihanna i'm not the biggest fan of lift me up uh that song to me sounds very much like oscar bait uh you know it's fair this is the life from everything ever all at once uh i do enjoy that song but 
Not to Not to from Triple R, among its many songs in that film, um, is is a standout. I didn't know until today that Talking Talking Heads, David Burns uh, worked on Everything Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. This is the life. Yeah, with Mitski, which uh, I heard that she's not going to be actually performing Hmm. on Sunday, but he is. They better perform Not to Not to at the at the oh yeah ceremony. yeah they, they usually don't they usually that. perform all five of the songs yeah. um have you heard all the songs um any of the songs no i mean i no i don't know top gun and top gun i the... fucking hate that song you don't uh, like lady gaga no i i not that i don't like her i lady hate the fu- i hate the fucking song um yeah. and the music video just fucking Makes my brain melt because it's her dressed up as like Top Gun. Like, you know what I mean? She's wearing like aviator glasses and a wife beater and she's on an airfield like singing so passionate. It's so fucking stupid. Her little monsters are going to be eating you alive after this. I know, they're going to fucking kill me. Um, But this, yeah, the song is terrible. It's like a, it sounds like something like Jessica Simpson would sing in like the the late, the early 2000s, I guess. Um, I don't know any of these songs. Like, I don't. Like obviously, I've seen everything everywhere all at once several times, and like mm. I, if you played the song, I might remember, but I don't know it. Just listen to the bonus episode where we talk about the movie because the ending is that song. Oh, okay, let me. So do that. the let only me, one. Let me do that right now. The only one on this list that uh, was used in any of our episodes, I listened to "Tell It." Well, not "Tell It." A woman's called applause, and that song sucks. Wow, it just it blows. Did they even say applause in the movie? I mean, in the song? I don't know, because I turned it off after, like, partway through. I'm just like, this. It's only a three-minute song. Wow, they could have had a really great breakdown in the middle. Yeah, it's like suddenly the song becomes magic. Um, I agree with Hold My Hand, but I think it's going to win, to be honest. Do you think Lady Gaga is going to win her second Oscar with Uh, Top Gun Maverick? But I do really like Lift Me Up personally by rihanna yeah sorry for dissing the song no no you're fine uh not to not to is a lot of fun i think any of these songs except for applause could win um but yeah i think it's probably gonna be like gaga again because that seems the most oscar bait song in it you really think so yeah and i was gonna say too that there's always a song in the of those five that's the most generic fucking song that's what that song is that's what the lady gaga song yeah is. but applause is to even me, more generic that i think the lift me up is very generic yeah it's just we so... have three different songs that we all think is the most generic song yeah. on the list i i mean if i heard the the rihanna song i'd probably agree so. it's yeah. it's it's a ballad but it's incredibly slow it you know we could i mean no we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna. We're not gonna listen to every song right now. I'm gonna agree with Trevor. Clips. I was gonna play clips. No. But, no. You know, well, not. actually, play play applause. Okay, I'll play applause just so you can. I already fucking knew where he was going with it. Yeah, no. You're, He's you're... already got a cue up. No, I don't. Uh, while you pull that up, is there any songs on that are not on this list that aren't nominated that you can think of that should be? There are two actually, and they're both from animated movies. Uh, well, pretty much any of the songs from Pinocchio, but especially Chow Papa. Okay. And uh, Fearless Hero from um, Puss in Boots. That's great. It's a, it, uh, like ever since I listened to it today, I'm like, is this song as good as I remember it from the movie? I've had it in my head all day because I think it's just a, a fun song. Yeah. No, great choice with Puss in Boots. Um, I think a lot of the songs from that film are, are standouts and yeah. should have been nominated. Good choice from Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. 
Because Puss in Boots only, only had like the one song, right? No, there was other songs. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're very memorable, apparently. Is there? Well, any... I don't know the, the titles of them, unfortunately, but yes. Do you have any songs that you, you think is, is missing from this list? Yes. Uh, if you give me a second to Google it. <laughs> While you Google it. Sophia Carson. What movie is this from? Tell it like a woman. Oh. So it's not Diane Warren. No. Maybe she wrote it. Yeah. Can you check yeah, it? And that's about where I gave up. <laughs> Thirty-four seconds into it. It sounds very, very similar to the fucking uh, the. Um, The Top Gun song. Yeah. Oh, are we going to listen to clips of all the songs now? No, we're not. Yeah. You're looking it up, man. Okay. Um, now I have to give a shout out. Por que te vas? Uh, from Puss in Boots. Okay. Uh, Gabby Moreno. Shout out. I did have them all queued up in my, uh, my list. Um, yeah, I'd recommend listening to the songs we mentioned, not the ones nominated, except for the ones we actually liked. Just listen to Bad Habit by Steve Lacey and just have a good life. Do you like that song? I love that song. It's wow, so catchy. I'm so surprised. What? Why? That song's so Modern great. music. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. All right. Any other songs, Oscar? No. No. Nope. seem angry. Uh, <laughs> uh, now on to our best original score. I think they used to make these uh, categories named really complicated before and now they've uh, fixed that and made it more streamlined. Yeah, they listen to your complaints. Apparently. Uh, the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inishirin, or Inishirin, depending on who you ask, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fablemans. John Williams getting another nomination as if he hasn't had enough. Oh, no, that was a pretty good score. Um, Oscar with you have you seen all these movies i have seen all of these films do you think anything on this list should be taken off doesn't deserve to be in the top five uh no i think everything here should be nominated um even if this is like the 100th nomination for john williams <laughs> i know that he's up there in age yeah and uh you know this could be a nice way to recognize him um it's a good score I'm it's a good score but it's no babylon it. Uh, Babylon's score is yeah. is really pronounced. Um, same with All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, I think those two films are the standouts here. Um, I really could yeah. see Babylon winning this. Um, you know, there's, it's not really nominated in the higher major categories, so um, I think it could take the win here. Bless you. God bless you. Um, I I'm gonna guess and see. Do you agree with Babylon being the, the choice? I do. I think the score is amazing. I love... She's allergic to the dog. No, she's allergic to your bullshit. <laughs> um, I love the little nods to La La Land. There's little yeah. like um, faint reminiscent notes. Uh, specifically, uh, I listened to a podcast... 
It was actually a Roger Deakins podcast oh, yeah. where he uh, interviewed my man. And um, he had mentioned specifically that he did that on purpose. Like he works with, I can't remember his name, but he, J- Justin Hurl- Hurwitz. Something? Yeah. 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 Anyways, um, the score is beautiful. It's fucking not even beautiful. It's like perfect for the tone. Um, the first 30 minutes of the movie is just this like pitch perfect for just how intense the film is. I want the, I want Babylon to win. Um, I don't care about John Williams. He's been, he's been nominated so many times. Mm -hmm. I don't think he needs another nominee. I mean, he's already nominated. I don't think he needs a win. Um, There's also some really beautiful um, score in everything, everywhere, all at once. Like I'm thinking specifically the, the two rock scene. That's where the, the music like hit me the most there. I would love to see that win. Who do I think is going to win? I don't know. This is a hard one. I think Babylon's going to win. I hope so. I really do. But I, again, it's one of those categories of like anybody can win. Yes, and anyone could win. And you know, I haven't heard the Fableman score, so it could be beautiful too. But between gay, play it, <laughs> play the entire score, please. Um, I want Babylon to win. Also, I want Everything Everywhere All at Once to win. They could share. They could share. Maybe they can go on stage together and hug. And maybe one. Maybe maybe Babylon will win or quote-unquote win and then no actually sorry everything everywhere and they're like yeah. not again yeah. another one of his movies warren Beatty, <laughs> you son of a bitch get him glasses yeah and uh yeah so my vote warren is Beatty for babylon up. but i wouldn't be surprised if all quiet on the western front won yeah that's but i would be score. disappointed is there anything that you guys think is missing i don't really dive too deep into the score category Mm-mm. to kind of extend on that i'm sure you did not too mar- too far. I, I just anytime I was thinking of any category and what might be missing, I just went through my my list on uh, Letterbox of the movies I saw last year, and the two that stood out for me was Michael Giacchino and the Batman, uh, which is a great score, mostly based on that Nirvana song. Uh, and then I got to remember Ludwig Jorgensen's uh-huh. oh, yeah. uh, score for uh, Black Panther. I just that is one of the few moments in a movie this year or last year where there was this actual score and I was like really digging it as it was. And it's that scene where she's underwater. It, it's like a hammered dulcimer or it just, it just, I wouldn't say it spoke to me, but it just I was really enjoying the score in the movie. And he's, he's great. He, I think he won for black Panther uh, in 2018. Yes. 19. Uh, and he also did, uh, does the Mandalorian scores, which are amazing. As well Ludwig as well. does? Yeah. Wow. He works, uh, he did uh, Awaken My Love with uh, Donald Glover. Yeah. It's like an amazing, oh, I love that amazing album. Wow. I'm very surprised at how much you like modern music. <laughs> no, I, I don't. But there are some times where someone comes in and transcends like all the bullshit that's out now. And mm-hmm. Donald Glover is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to add one more film to original score that I just thought of. Um, want to circle back to horror films and the yeah. score that really. Um, stood out is from Pearl. Okay. Um, there's a scene for people that haven't seen it. I won't spoil it, but towards the end of the film um, where it's very heavy on the score, almost like it's a character in the film and it's very pronounced at the very end that takes you to the final credit scene. Um, people that have seen it know people that haven't seen it yet 
will know once they see it. Um, definitely surprised that it's not here. Uh, but again, horror films typically aren't recognized yeah. by the Academy, and that's unfortunate. But we'll get into that when we go into the acting categories. All right. We're almost there. Um, so, yeah, we're done with score. I Yeah, I'll say Wakanda Forever. I'm really surprised isn't on that list. I would have replaced maybe Banshees because I don't even remember the score in that. But I'm sure if I listened to it, I'd be like, oh, my gosh. That, yeah, that score is great, too. But uh, best editing. The nominees are The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Talk Once, Tar. Which is the first time um, you've mentioned that movie. I don't remember who started last. Who cares? <laughs> I've seen all these movies. Uh, so you could start then. Uh, movies on this list that I would probably take out. If I I'd probably, I don't know. Banshees of an Sharon is good, but the editing isn't exceptional. Tar. I'll start hinting at the idea that I didn't really like that movie. Uh, there were aspects of it I definitely liked, but the editing was not one of the categories that stood out. Uh, Elvis had a really fast pace. It's a Baz Luhrmann movie. Of course, movie, yeah. So. Baz, it's like yeah. people for short attention spans. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed the the editing of that. Top Gun, great cutting, action, all that. Uh, but I think what will win and what should win, and it's usually, it's usually one of the movies that gets nominated a lot is uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. So I think it has a good chance of winning and should win. Uh, and I'll talk about what I think should have been on the list after Trevor gives us his insight into these five movies in editing. Um, I didn't see Tar. Sorry, Joel. Um, <laughs> Did- I think, yeah, I think you you pretty much nailed it. Uh, I want Everything Everywhere All at Once to win. I think it deserves to win. It's not even yeah. just like a, oh, like the underdog kind of movie. Uh, I think the editing in that movie is incredible. Just for having to edit those like couple frames of like a thousand different universes within like 10 seconds. And just, you know, different, uh, different filming formats, different mm-hmm. uh, resolutions, different screen uh, formats. Mm-hmm. Just everything that they had to do to make this movie uh, like differentiate between one look or another. Mm-hmm. There's probably so much footage all over the... It's just... It was probably super, super intense, like, editing process. Like, but mm-hmm. I guess both the Daniels are, like, into that. So, um, I want Everything Everywhere All at Once to win. I think it deserves to win. I don't know who else you could give it to. I don't know. Probably Elvis. Yeah. But... Um, I'd say Top Gun would be the other choice. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't be upset about that. I think if I would, I would be upset if everything everywhere, like if anyone else other than everything everywhere all at once won, I'd be upset. That's fair. Yeah, I I want everything everywhere all at once to win, especially in this category for the things you've already mentioned, uh, Trevor. But I wouldn't be surprised if Top Gun Maverick wins here. Elvis, to me, yeah, I mean, you guys hinted on it with just the shortest attention span and the quick cuts. It is just too and loud and boisterous yeah. and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get it, um, but it's it, to me it doesn't warrant uh, what the other films kind of took you on with with their kind of editing style. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Have you seen Tar? 
I have seen okay, the tour. Okay, good. We can uh, get into that conversation. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we can talk about it here, or we can talk about it. We can talk Cape about the Blanchett's. movie as a whole later. Yeah, but sure. And we'll, yeah, we'll talk about the the, the different aspects of it. Uh, if there, would you thinking back on it, would you do you understand why it's nominated for editing? You know, when I think of editing, it's funny because when I think movies nowadays are very See, back lengthy. In the day. Yeah, <laughs> back in the day. No, movies nowadays are very much they're lengthy but i understand mm -hmm. why like you, you the streaming era has really took on television series where people can actually um develop full characters into mm -hmm. episodic television and with film i feel like they're they're that is kind of what they're up against right and so when you see like the fablemans and tar these films have a, a larger story to tell, but they need to develop these characters. But mm -hmm. the runtime is so long, you yeah. know, when, when, so when you think of like film editing, like what exactly is being presented in tar? That's uh, that warrants best film editing, mm -hmm. you know, to me, it's not the runtime, you know, what did you see that kind of would warrant that? I think now that I just realized it, I think one of the things that works that the, one of the positives of its editing is its lack of editing. Cause you know, we talked about Elvis and it being too much, too edited and flashy. And you know, that, that scene in Bohemian Rhapsody where they're about to get a record deal and it's like cutting like every like two milliseconds. Um, but this one has a lot of shots where it just stays in that, that one shot like uh, irreversible or, you know, um, Birdman or something where it'll just hold on to it. Yeah, like locked off. Yeah, in a sense. But but, but that has to do more with the cinematography. Oh yeah, you know? no, no, which, we'll, which which it's not. We'll talk for, about that. Rightfully so. But with editing, you know, I understand like staying in the room and maybe that's the editor's call with the director yeah. of like, you know, when a scene should move from the next. Yeah, there's uh, there's restraint is I guess the word I, I would use. Okay. Uh, but yeah. I definitely movies I would rather have on that list would be Babylon, mm -hmm. uh, which is crazy that that's not on the list. I mean, I get it, I get it because you know it was it wasn't so popular. Yeah, but I think like you said, like that over Elvis to me, like to like it's still the same chaotic kind of editing style, but mm -hmm. with Babylon it worked. Yeah, you know, um, but it also pulls back and it like so the beginning is that frenetic like oh my god crazy like cuts every like mm. well actually no because there's a couple like really long beautiful takes through the madness at the beginning of yeah, babylon mm -hmm. yeah but then it slows down it takes its time so it's like it plays both sides of the yeah. of the coin both sides of the field you know however you want to say that uh another one that should be on the list is decision to leave that was one of the best aspects was its editing and I don't want to spoil too much, but it does a lot of inventive things with editing and it's like, are we inside someone's brain, like thinking of doing this or did this really happen kind of thing? Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front had really good editing. And um, I Oh think, yeah, I'm surprised that's not on here either. Yeah. And one movie that I, I liked, uh, I think I saw that you only gave it two stars, uh, is After Sun. I really enjoyed the editing of that. All right, I guess we're going to talk about it now instead of in the best actor category. <laughs> well, we could talk about it in the best actor category, but uh, yeah, well, I guess... Uh, I can see why you would uh, you know, want it to be nominated for best editing, for sure. Um, 
but me for me as a movie entirely it was just very slow um i didn't really care about the characters i'm sorry it just wasn't for me um you don't have to apologize for not liking a movie okay good i mean yeah (laughs) because there are movies on here that people are talking about how great they are like tar and i didn't care for it that much uh but i cared more for tar than i did for after sun that's fair uh you're wrong but (laughs) (laughs) uh but no that was one of the things i really enjoyed about after sun is the it jumps back and forth through different timelines. It's mostly on the sing- singular timeline, but every once in a while it'll go to something else. You're like, what's that about? Oh, 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 that's that thing. Okay. Yeah, what's that about? I mean, it, it, exactly. You couldn't really tell based off this like home video footage. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just not. It was very artsy. She's a first time director, so I give her a little bit of a pass in that sense. I forget Charlotte something was the director, writer director. Um, but I, yeah, one of my favorite aspects of it was the editing of it. Uh, it keeps cutting back to this weird like strobe light scene. And you're like, what's going on with that? I won't spoil what I think it is because that will might give it away, uh, give away some of the movie, even though it's not really a a, a movie can, that could be spoiled, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't. I don't really have too much more to say about that. It's just it's more of an honorable mention. Uh, do you guys have anything that? you think should have been on this list or could have been on this list for editing you know that's kind of you know i'm I'm glad you mentioned a few things since you know you you did go to school for for editing and that's true so did trevor yeah yeah and so did i i guess too (laughs) Uh, but you know you have the more more of an input here and um and you know i I can see why you would go to those films and they're all very Mm. different and i'm glad you kind of explained you know the the differences with with tar for me um as as to why it would be nominated yeah because I forgot. I'm like, editing. Oh, that's right. It reminds me of uh, Unbreakable, M. Night Shyamalan's movie. Yeah. Because there were a lot of long takes in that and very few cuts in the whole movie. So I was like, is this like the least edited movie ever? And I'm like, no, their movies are singular, single shots. So, but yeah. So, we good with editing? Yeah. On to uh, the category Trevor uh, probably has a lot to say on, I'm sure. Uh, best Cinematography. And the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Trevor, what of these movies have you seen? Um, I'm, I'm very sad to say that I've only seen two of them. Wow. And uh, one of them is not uh, the Roger Deakins podcast, Empire of Light? Nope, it's not. <laughs> I've seen All Quiet on the Western Front and Elvis. I really wanted to see Bardo, but um, it was playing at the New Bev, obviously, just mm. one day. It was sold out. It was, like, impossible to find, and then they pulled it out of theaters. Um, but I was really... Is it on Netflix now? I think so. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Oh, I'll say because I wanted to see because three-hour movie. Yeah, they shot it in 65 millimeters, so, okay. like, one of the reasons why I really wanted to see it in theaters to really experience yeah. it, even though no one's going to fucking screen it in 65 um, or 70 um and it was shot by uh Darius Kanji the guy who shot 7. Okay. Oh, um, nice. Amazing, amazing DP. Um I was surprised that uh Emmanuel Lebesky didn't shoot it cuz they right them worked together for a while. Yeah. And uh but yeah, so again, I'm I'm very sad. 
um, Empire Light, Roger Deakins, the one of the greatest mm. of all time, shot that. Uh, the trailer didn't do much for me. I still want to see it, but I just never got around to seeing it. Tar, I don't know. It's shot really well. It, 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 Tar is shot really well. It did well. nothing for me. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, uh, based on the strength of this, I would love to see Roger Deakins win because, of course, the images yeah. that I've seen are beautiful from it because this man cannot shoot something ugly. Like, he just can't. Um, Elvis was shot very well, but again, yeah. it's very... A lot of digital cameras, like, flying through signs yeah, and yeah. twisting and turning, which, I, you know, I've learned to accept digital photography as cinematography because I know back, you know, like, when Avatar, the first Avatar was nominated for cinematography. Life of Pi. Life of Pi, Hugo, these movies that are, like, super CGI backgrounds and, you know, heavy digital um, stuff in the movie being nominated for cinematography always like in the past made me go, uh, does that really count though? But it does, you know, you look at a movie like Wally, that's all CGI and that's great cinematography. Another mm-hmm. Roger Deakins. Well, he helped. helped. Yeah. yeah. Consultation. Yeah. Uh, I, the two that I haven't seen on this list are Bardo and empire of light. I put those on my low priority list because Bardo has a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, they're kind of divided on it. And Empire of Light has 45%. Yeah, ouch. That's yeah. another reason why, like, it was just, I didn't hear, like, great things yeah. about it. Bardo, regardless, I still want to see. And I know it looks incredible and yeah. it probably is incredible. So I would love to see Darius Kanji win an Oscar for Best Cinematography. But also, I think, based on what I've seen, All Quiet on the Western Front was amazing uh, yeah. visually, like, of course. So. I want Bardo to win. I think All Quiet on the Western Front might win. I think All Quiet on the Western Front's going to win. Yeah. No, and uh, I think All Quiet on the Western Front is going to win. Uh, I haven't seen Bardo. Uh, that's the only nominee that I have not seen. Um, Empire Light. I'm in the minority. I actually enjoyed the film. Okay. Uh, I understand people's complaints about it, right? Um, but it's it's really well shot. Of course. Uh, so is Tar. Tar, I thought what it had going for it, it was that it was nicely composed every single shot. The lighting is great from, um, you know, different environment to different environment. I thought that was great. El- Elvis is like an obvious choice to be nominated because it's so loud, It's mm-hmm. you know, that it's out there. Uh, Bardo, I actually haven't even seen a frame of it to really? be able to judge it, but based it, off knowing... It looks very Tree of Life. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, even even knowing that, I still think that All Quiet on the Western Front will win um, based off that. Uh, there are a few films that I would like to point out that I think um, yeah. should have been nominated here. Uh, oh, actually, sorry. Sorry, uh, before we get on to that, um, I didn't say what I think sh- uh, should win. Oh, sorry. So, um, I cut you off. No, no, no. Uh, I just don't want to move on to the next part. Uh, what I think should win, what I would like to see win, is actually Tar. Even though I didn't care for the movie, the cinematography is amazing. Yeah, the... of the of the of the nominated ones, right? Um, <clears throat> I think uh, like I mean, you know, framing is the director's job too, but I do count that as kind of a shared thing with cinematographers. Uh, just the the use of space in the shots the uh movement and like i said you know how they hold on a shot so it'll start on an amazing frame and then move to another amazing frame and it's still interesting in between 
Um, the lighting is great too. Yeah. Within within the apartment that they have, yeah. um, I remember distinctly it was like a purple pinkish light, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is beautiful." I didn't like, remember that color, but uh, for obvious reasons. Colorblind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I you know. I, I think Elvis is definitely the weak one on here of the ones I've seen, and it would be sad if it wins. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but Oscar, do you have any that you think should be on that list? Actually, we should ask Trevor first. What we even know, even though you mentioned it in an episode previously, what do you think should be on this list that isn't? Um, Babylon, of course, mm-hmm. uh, just masterfully shot by Linus. Linus Sandgren. Linus. Yeah. It's spelled Linus. Um, um, nope. By Hoyt Van Hoytma, something like that. I don't know. He's an amazing cinematographer. Yeah. It kind of came out of nowhere, but now he works with Christopher Nolan a lot. Um, nope was shot incredibly um, using IMAX cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, even the Batman. I thought the Batman was shot right. fucking fantastically. I loved 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 the way that it was shot um greg fraser um who shot uh dune as well the new one obviously yeah the new one <laughs> Not uh, in he's, he's coming yeah he's like he's becoming like the one of the the new masters like up there with roger deakins mm-hmm. um yeah i think those three deserve probably more than he's missing I probably mentioned in an episode earlier, but we'll get to that. Oscar, what do you think? You don't want to throw it in? No. Uh, See, I can't. Maybe, maybe I'll mention it. Uh, The Northman. Yeah, I think that. That was yeah. That had a great. That's up there. Cinematography too. I don't have that on my list, which is surprising. And Nope isn't on my list. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's the 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 final scene, the the battle scene with the naked men (laughs) in silhouette in hell Uh, or on hell. Yeah, yeah. or that, that, that that's the true fire of love right there. I think uh, the reason I took it off is because I heard somebody say something about like the way they digitally pasted a shot together, like one of the first battles where he's an adult and the guy, you know, he throws, they chuck the spear at him and he catches it and uh, throws it back. Um, just that whole like one oneer that they were trying to do, but I guess it was digitally pasted together and it wasn't very well done. And I'm like, I guess I'll not put it on the list. Um, living looks amazing. I don't know. Have you seen Living? I have not. It's. It's. Uh, I didn't realize it was uh, a remake of the uh, Kira Kurosawa movie. Um, I didn't know that either. Yeah, until I saw the movie. Fablemans looks great. Looks great. It's, I mean, it's Yanish, right? Yes, I'm sure course, it is. So, yeah. so it looks great. Every, every light, uh, every window, I mean, is blown out yeah. for sure. Uh, I agree with Babylon. I think one of the ones that surprised me the most was Banshees wasn't nominated because that movie yeah. looks amazing. It's yeah. just beautiful. Yeah, Ireland looks yeah. gorgeous. The, even me thinking the colors look amazing. Uh, Decision to Leave is a great movie uh, as far as cinematography goes. Top Gun, the what where they put cameras in that movie is amazing. And so I'm surprised that wasn't on the list. Uh, but to uh, finally say what it is that I, that you forgot was Blonde. Oh fucking hell yeah! You're <laughs> absolutely right. God damn it, because yeah, wow, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I would have literally forgotten that. Yeah. Yes, that was um, 
that was my favorite. It's a, and, it's, I, and I didn't even fucking remember. It's it. like a three-hour cinematography reel. That's exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's also what it Bardo. Is. I heard that's the three-hour mm-hmm. film as yeah. well. Uh, two other ones that not mentioned: The Woman Keen, which I'll get into more mm-hmm. uh, in later categories, and then Pearl from uh, yeah. horror aspect. Uh, both beautifully shot. Yeah, a lot of those were. God, how did I forget Blonde? Andrew Dominic, I'm sorry, man. I'm really <laughs> sorry. Your right. your film was fucking hard to watch, but beautiful to watch. Yeah. So now let's finally talk about some acting, starting with Best Supporting Actor. What is a supporting actor? Uh, it's usually the person who's not the lead. Who they you know, or maybe Oscar has a better description of it. No, no. it's it's just that it's the person who isn't one of the two, one of the main leads of a movie. He's supporting. So, like, so yeah, like Thelma and Louise, they were both nominated for lead because they were both leads. Uh, Brad Pitt would be a supporting actor. In what movie? Thelma and Louise. Oh, got it. <laughs> Actually, most of the he movies was supporting, he's supporting, all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, for those of you listening, I haven't finished that episode yet. I don't even think I'm halfway done, but oh, I'm Christ. off tomorrow. Cool, man. That's really great. <laughs> uh, but this was important to record now. The nominees are Brendan Gleeson from The Banshees of Inishirin, Barry Kogan, Keogan. Keogan from The Banshees of Inishirin, Brian Tyree Henry from Causeway, Kihu Kwan from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Judd Hirsch from the fable movies um we'll start with trevor which ones haven't you seen we know you haven't seen the Fablemans. i'm guessing you haven't seen causeway because that's the only one i haven't seen yep you're absolutely right but it doesn't matter because i want key to win mm-hmm. uh he's been not sweeping but he's won several awards mm-hmm. deservingly so very very deservingly so of these awards um i love this man I hope that he has a long and illustrious career mm-hmm. for the rest of his life. He seems like the sweetest man yeah. on earth. I love him. I wish him the best. I hope he wins. And I think if uh, they weren't splitting the vote for Banshees, I feel like Brendan Gleeson could have taken it. Mm-hmm. But I think I, either of them could have taken it if they weren't splitting it. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, uh, Key, that's my final answer. Thank you. Good night. Oscar, have you have you seen Causeway? I have not seen Causeway. I do want It's to on s- Apple Plus for those of you who don't know. Yes. <laughs> and, and and I'm happy to see that he's nominated. Um I do like the show Atlanta and so I'm happy to see him nominated. Um even though oh. I haven't seen the film. He was great in The Eternals. Oh, he was? Oh, are you talking about Barry Kilgan? No, aren't you talking about uh Brian Tyree Henry? Oh, yeah. yeah he okay. was in he was in the Eternal Show. Oh, I haven't seen that. Okay. Oh, well, Brian. Let me just uh Brian and Barry are both in crawl then. back to my hole really quick. <laughs> I saw saw the Eternals. I liked it. It's not great. <laughs> He's good in it. Yeah. No, all of them are great and it. it's just not the strongest story, but we don't have to talk about that. Um, sorry, I, continue, Oscar. No, I agree with Trevor. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, Key, I've been enjoying his uh, uh, winning speeches. Uh, they've been great. Uh, Hollywood loves a comeback story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of that in these acting, uh, you know, winners. I hope so. Um, for me, I think the most surprising um, is Judd Hirsch. He's pretty much in just one scene in The Fablemans. Yeah, I would have rather had seen Paul. Uh, Dano, Dano, nominated here instead for Batman. For yes, yeah, but the Fablemans, oh. which Barry Keoghan is also in. That's true. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm looking at this list going, who would be my number two? Because yeah, I agree with you. Kihu Kwan is going to win. He should win. End of story. But if he wasn't, if this was a different year, I love Judd Hirsch's scene. It's a good scene, it's but a great performance. It's just this is old Jewish man being an old Jewish man and hilarious, and I, I loved it. Um, sorry, you were going to say something. It's a good scene, but I mean, Paul Dano is in the entire duration of that film, right? Actually, supporting, you know, would you consider him the lead? Is that potentially no? I mean, they they considered Michelle Williams the lead, which I'm super confused by. They considered right. her the lead. Yeah, yeah. She was not she made for best. A, yeah, no, yeah, actress. Sorry. No, you're you're right about that. I would I would say though that Paul Dano does deserve a nomination. Maybe it's not this category then. Mm. But as the Riddler. Yeah. I mean, he did such a great job in that. I mean, you mentioned the film seven earlier when you Mm -hmm. talked about cinematography with Bardo and, um, and to me, it reminded me a lot of, uh, of seven and that detective story. When I was first hearing about it, that's the way that it was quote unquote pitched to me. It was silence of the lambs meet seven. And I was like, Oh my Mm -hmm. fucking God. Like I am so in. And from there I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't, get enough or read enough about it and that's pretty pretty fucking accurate yeah it's dano right paul dano yeah i think because we've been called dano Dano, yeah uh i disagree with his performance in fableman's deserving an oscar nomination he didn't really do much with the exception of like one or two scenes which you know that's more than judge hirsch did but uh i think for me it's just it's just between him and judd like i i would have seen paul but i think you're right Paul is in, not in the supporting actor category. It's more of a well, lead. the lead is the uh, the boy, the boy, uh, Spielberg. Um, I think Brad Pitt from Babylon could have been in this category very easily. Um, For sure, this is controversial. I'm sorry. No, what? if the film wasn't trashed, trashed. Not saying that it is trashed, yeah. but if it, it wasn't trashed by a lot of critics, I think you would have seen uh, a lot of nominated actors from that film for sure mm-hmm. there's so many there are uh ray fines in the menu yeah yes for sure yeah i would have would have liked to have seen that uh i know this is a controversial take but i actually really did enjoy tom hanks in elvis because I, I know a lot of people I'm glad you didn't say pinocchio no 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 no, no. <laughs> i haven't even seen that Polly shore and pinocchio yeah he's great <laughs> tom <laughs> kenny never, they're never gonna get old uh <laughs> He's doing an accent, and I listen to um, the colonel's like actual interview, like his voice, and I'm like, he doesn't have an accent. He's from Denmark or whatever it is, but he doesn't have an accent in interviews. So I'm like, why is he doing that accent? But other than that, I'm just. I don't think Tom Hanks would have just made that that accent. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, what is what is it about? Why is he doing that? So, uh, but I no, I think he's. I think Tom Hanks is great. Well, in that that's movie. why he didn't get nominated. Mm. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Is there anybody you guys think should have been nominated or could have been nominated in this category? Maybe honorable mentions. Uh, who's the other actor from Babylon? Uh, 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 Diego Calva. Yes, that's yeah. that's. I would say that's the lead. That's the lead. You think yeah, that? Would I think be he's the lead. Dang, I'm getting yeah. my lead and supporting wrong. Well, I'm glad you know you. Yeah. Okay. Because it follows him around for most of the movie, with the exception of a few Margot Robbie scenes. True. I would call her the lead of that movie. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I feel like it centers around, it's more Manny's story, but 
Okay. But, but then we go away to a scene where they're trying to record sound. You know, hello, college. That's that's her. That's her oh, scene. Hello, college. Yeah. So Great scene. And the dinner scene with the the joke. Tell a joke scene. Uh, I So, yeah, I think it's those two are the leads. Um, but we'll get on to that category soon. Uh, anybody else supporting? No? We're good? I'll support you, Getty. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we are going to be talking about supporting actresses. Uh, the nominees are Carrie Condon, The Banshees of Inishirin, Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Stephanie Hsu, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Hong Chow from The Whale. Um, I think she could have been nominated for The Menu. I think she's better in The Menu than she is. I, I, know, I agree with that. I know that you Oscar especially doesn't have much love for her in that movie. I in the whale, in the whale. I disagree. I think uh, she's actually, I wouldn't say she's deserving of the, of the nomination of like, cause I do have some others on this list uh, that I think could have been on the list, but she's probably the weakest of the four. Um, Trevor, have you seen, well, I, we don't have to say it. Uh, what do you think of these five nominees? first off i want to give a shout out to carrie condon because uh i hadn't seen her i've only seen her in one other movie Mm -hmm. and that was a movie uh in america they called it unbreakable with jet lee but in 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 europe they called it danny the dog Mm -hmm. i fucking love that movie and she was in it and she plays like uh just like an american girl living in paris i think um and she's, harris goes to paris <laughs> and she's great in it um so it was really nice to see her in this movie so carrie uh thanks for listening um <laughs> she's great angela bassett i hear is amazing but i wouldn't know because i haven't seen black panther right. stephanie shu uh she's fucking fantastic in this movie jamie lee curtis is great but i think stephanie Mm -hmm. like if it was between them two stephanie should pull it out whatever that means (laughs) and (laughs) if you didn't dwell on it (laughs) no uh i i did and then yeah i kind of agree that um hong chow uh was better in the menu than she was in the Mm -hmm. whale you did see the whale right? i did see the whale yes um so who i want to win Stephanie Hsu, for sure, uh, who will probably win. I hear, like I said, I've heard really great things about Angela Bassett, so probably her. What do you think, Oscar? Well, first of all, Angela is the first actor to ever be nominated from the MCU yeah. universe. Which is crazy MCU to think about, but kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, ever since, yeah, and to me, Angela Bassett, even though I... I I think everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm a big fan of that film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they may cancel each other out here. Jamie Lee Curtis did win the SAG Award for this category most recently. But Angela Bassett, I mean, she's she's due. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the film where I think she should win. Um, she's been great in other films. Um, again, it's all about a... Not to say she's she's making a comeback in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, she hasn't gone anywhere, right? Uh, but the uh, the Academy Awards hasn't really recognized her, and I think this is the moment where she should be recognized. 
she win anything for what's love got to do with it? No, but she should have. Yeah. It's Maybe a great a movie. Globe. Yeah. Great movie. I think these are five great performances. Like I said, I I liked Hong Chu's performance better than Oscar did in The Whale. And Yeah, it was just a little too extreme. I think everybody in The yeah. Whale was too extreme. Yes. Like when she came in and she was like fucking doing wheelies on her skateboard and the other one was doing backflips <laughs> on her bike. It was just like, dude, this is too extreme. Yeah, yeah. Here's the burrito. <laughs> the <giant laughs> she sandwich. feeds him a burrito. <laughs> no, she feeds him all kind of, that big ass like submarine sandwich. Oh, that's and, like, what I meant. Pizza. And... Yeah. <laughs> no, the pizza. The he pizza orders he himself. himself. Yeah. But yeah. didn't she? Didn't she? Doesn't she bring him pizza too? No, the delivery driver. Because that was a whole other it. subplot of like the pizza delivery guy leaving it there and then he becoming to... friends with him. Well, he just wanted to take a take, gander. Take a gander, and he was like, "Fuck me!" Uh, runs away. I think Stephanie Shu and Jamie Lee Curtis are both great, and I think yeah, they're going to split the vote. Uh, of the two, Stephanie Shu I think is better. Uh, I don't think she was even nominated for a Golden Globe, but Jamie Lee Curtis was, which is strange. Uh, Carrie Condon is the only sane person in this insane world and to the point where she has to leave. Uh, <laughs> or she feels the need to leave, I should say. Um, Do you mean... Never mind. I was going to make a poor joke. Uh, just, never mind. But Angela Bassett is amazing. And she's in few scenes, but just her character, that speech that's in the trailer is so powerful uh to kind of set it up a little bit the um the head of the the security team in uh, Black Panther she's like but i've done this and that and she has given a lot and then so angela bassett snaps at her and she's like like my entire family is gone and like have i not sacrificed and I'm like just this crazy great speech and i'm sure they're not going to even show a clip from it and when they go through the nominees they'll show some other scene with her Saying something else that's her, like not nearly her as good. facial muscles yeah. are like spot on. Like Kiki Palmer does the best impression of Angela Bassett, and it's like yeah. she can act with just like her lips. Like it's insane. Um, so, great. So I think Angela Bassett should win. I think she will win. Uh, anything? Anybody? Anybody who you don't? Who? Oh my god! <laughs> Stop laughing at me. <laughs> Uh, uh, is there anybody on this who's not on this list who you think should be? Uh, yeah, I have someone. Uh, you know, I would replace Hung Shao from The Whale. Uh, I'd replace her with Dolly De Leon from Triangle of Sadness. Now, here's someone. You know, we just discussed Judd Hirsch in the in the Fablemans, um, who had one scene. Um, Dolly De Leon doesn't get introduced in Triangle of Sadness until the very end, like near like the, the third the, act yeah. or so. Um, or second right, half of it or yeah so. second half or so but when she's introduced and just her acting she steals that film yeah um and makes it very memorable for me uh so that's someone that i i, I would consider yeah i think yeah i agree that's where she her performance would belong uh i know you disagree with me but i think frankie corian from uh or have, i'm sorry if i pronounced your name wrong from After Sun, I think it's a great child performance. Yeah, we we've talked about child actors in this podcast a few times, and you know, some great and some not so great. But I think she gives a great child performance. She's very natural, just being herself. And you believe her as this 
parent's child, um, you know, making cracks about his age and, and the, the little nuances of her being just this. I think she's eleven in the in the movie. I can't um, remember. Yeah. She says it at the very very yeah. beginning, but I forgot. Yeah, um, it's a forgettable film. So. <laughs> and as far as one scene performances go, I think Nicole Kidman in The Northman, in that just that one scene, I think is not necessarily Oscar worthy, but maybe nomination worthy. If you remember the scene, the scene where he comes in and says like, like basically I'm here to rescue you. Right. Yeah. Her reaction to that, uh, to stay away from spoilers. Okay. Cause I almost said, yeah. Uh, is there anybody you think? No. Could be on this list. No, not that I can think of. Yeah. Cause and it's, it's also hard, you know, like, trying to think of performances from no not, not only that but like what's supporting what's lead because no. for me like i would think that diego calva is like a lead but you say he's more supporting so no no no. i said he's lead i said margot robbie is also lead so they're both lead okay yeah, yeah uh, sure because you can have two leads i would agree with brad pitt as a supporting i mm-hmm. thought he was great in the movie he has a uh, or back to actor what are you talking about actress Oh fuck up! Um, well, I mean, you can no, you, no, 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 no you're absolutely actor. right. You're absolutely right. Sorry, no, no, no. I don't have any for actress. I'm sorry. Okay. Just so fucking. If you had any for actress, feel me. free to no, say. No, it's fine. Anyways, uh, best original screenplay. The nominees are The Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle Sadness. All five are also nominated for best picture. Um, I guess I can start seeing all of them. Obviously, everything, everywhere, all wants my vote mm-hmm. for what should win. Do I think it will win? I think so. If it doesn't, then it's going to be pretty. Uh, I'm be pretty sad, especially if Tar wins. Uh, but Banshees of Inisherin, if that wins, it's kind of like you, you know, really think Tar is going to have a chance here. I, you know, fucking Green Book won that year when there were so yeah, many better I movies roll, for sure. Um, Green Book beat like Black Klansman and the original Black Panther, and I'm like, those are way better movies. So anything can happen that will make us just roll our eyes and go. Wait, where did Black Klansman win? It went somewhere. I thought Spike Spike Lee won. I think he won director. Got it. Um, Okay. I hope. Yeah, I think I remember thinking that's right. Yeah, because I was really stoked that that happened. Was like, yes, awesome. Because that was my favorite movie of that year. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I didn't know um, that, but I, I loved it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything, everywhere, all once. Better win. I think it has a strong chance of winning. I think it, it'll probably win. Uh, what do you think, Trevor? Yeah. Uh, agreed. Um, I think if it doesn't win, then I think Banshees of Inishirin is going to take it. It was, it's like, you know, 2010 where I wanted in, um, uh, almost Interstellar. Inception to win, but, Kingsman, or sorry, King's Speech won, and I was like, I'm fine with that. But so that that be that kind of situation. Yeah, well, I would be I would be happy for it. I think just based on everything that the movie has gone through, and it being like a small production from these two people who haven't mm-hmm. done much, just like it's a true like passion project. I I just want everything good to happen to this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, but Banshees of yeah. Banshees of Inisherin, like it, uh, if it happens for for them, 
I'd be more than happy because it is great. For sure. I just mm-hmm. think Mark and Ma- Martin McDonough has won um, yeah. in this category yeah. before. Three billboards. Yep. Um, and, you know, that is a strong contender contender here with the, the Banshees. Uh, I am pulling for everything everywhere all at once to win here. Um, I do think that if the Academy is going to reward Spielberg somewhere, potentially they could have him win here in original screenplay which is weird because i don't think he's been not been written a screenplay since like poltergeist yeah and that's the very reason like they he could pull off the win here based off um you know where else could we award him the win um without giving him director which is or best picture yeah, yeah exactly um so he could pull an upset here um banshees even though martin mcdonough has won um just it's previously won in golden globe so mm-hmm. um that could be the other upset but i'm hoping that a24 everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. pulls a win here for indie films mm-hmm. uh, because i would love to see the daniels win agreed yeah uh anything that you think could have been on this list original screenplay yeah uh, a couple of horror films nope yep yeah. barbarian i think barbarian uh, yeah yeah barbarian is a it's a great horror film in the sense of you know no taking you through the first act and then kind of changing gears on what happens um mm-hmm. that's it's a great you know page turner there i also want to not, uh you know mention a animated film puss in boots the last wish i thought that was a very charming uh, script I like how you said that as if it were... Uh, um, like unknown. Unknown. I don't know if you guys have heard about this <laughs> yeah. movie that we've talked about already. <laughs> so, little known movie well, well, made by DreamWorks. But I think that might be adapted because Ouch. it's a sequel. Ouch. Well, I'm not, I'm not like trying to insult no, you. I, right? I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. Because yeah. of um, Top Gun being in the adapted category. I, I guess I can say original versus adapted. Original is something written... Uh, not based on any previous work and adapted means it is based on a previous work. So sequels will count. Um, comic book movies are all based on that. Uh, sometimes uh, if it's a movie based on someone's life, it doesn't count uh, unless they use a biography. Biography. So like the Steve Jobs movie was based on that uh, biography by, uh, I forget his name, Isaac something. Um, Walter... Yeah, I like Isaacson or something. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, so you guys to... know your authors. Nice, try. nice. That's a good book. Yeah, it's a great one. Um, yeah, I won't go into that book, but uh, I would say the menu would maybe be on my list of things. I because the menu and Triangle of Sadness are so similar. I think I would probably put the menu on instead of Triangle Sadness because it's a little more fun. Uh, but, you know, Oscars oh, aren't man. necessarily about fun. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for Trevor, but there's a very particular scene that's pretty fun in Triangle of Sadness uh, on on the cruise ship. That I, I With the bodily fluids? Yeah. Oh, you know about this. Yeah, it's in the trailer. Oh, I, I haven't yeah. seen the trailer. I, uh, wouldn't, I wouldn't call that scene fun. <laughs> I was dying laughing. I thought that I was, was a little great. I was a little grossed out, which doesn't happen to me too often. Mm. So I love vomit. <laughs> Cute, <laughs> sure you do. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, best Adapted Screenplay. The nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, which is based on a book. Glass Onion, uh, Knives Out Mystery, which is based, which is a sequel. Living, based on Ikiru, which translated from J- Japanese is Living. Uh, oh, thank you. Top Gun Maverick, because it's a sequel. And Women Talking, which I don't remember what it's based on. A book. A book? Okay. Uh... Trevor, uh, what what haven't you seen? Uh, I haven't seen Living or Women Talking. So you've seen Glass Onion? Yeah, we talked about it, and we I did? was disappointed with it. Oh, that's right. Oh, you were? Yeah. yeah. Dang. Especially comparing it to the strength of the first film. The first one. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I still thought the cast was good. The cast was good, but it was just kind of like, hey, we have a huge budget. Let's just fucking spend as much money as we can, and it like, yeah, didn't fair. help the story at all, so... Um, the mystery wasn't uh, as good, but you know what? Uh, best adapted screenplay. Let's go with um, All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, and I think I think that deserves to win, and I think it will win. So I agree with that that statement. Um, living was great. Uh, Dying was worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper to die yeah, than to live. I agree. Uh, you know what? You made me. You, that settles it. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, no, it, it's a it's a really good, sweet kind of small movie. Have you seen Living? No, you haven't. Okay, uh, I guess I should have taken the hint from all the things we've talked about already and your reaction to it. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is just it's just a fun movie. I wouldn't necessarily put it on a, a screen playlist, to be honest. But uh, I would definitely say that. Uh, um, Puss in Boots, the the movie we were mentioning for the first time right now, and maybe you know, even I Pinocchio. I don't think so. I don't think Puss in Boots should be on <laughs> here. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I and Pinocchio is well. the the uh, the Pauly Shore one. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, when am I gonna get out of that? Or he says, Father, when can I leave to be on my own? I've got the whole world to see. Uh, women talking. Did you see it? Uh, I just watched it last night. What did you think? That Too was, much uh, women talking. It lives There's up to one the, guy. It lives up to the title, for sure. And not to really spoil the movie, it, I might just spoil the movie. Oh boy! Because oh, it's boy. not really worth watching. If you've seen the trailer, because wow. that was my that was my hesitation with it was to because of the trailer. Uh, I just watched it. It's like this seems like a boring movie. And I wasn't. I will. I will say I wasn't bored. And the thing there wasn't they're... enough boobs for you in it. You can just say it. Just what they're talking about is extremely important and relevant. Uh, it's it's about men just taking advantage of women, doing horrible, horrible things to them, and then deciding whether or not to leave or stay and fight against the women, or do nothing, or do nothing. But they they quickly like immediately decide against that. Uh, that Not they, immediately. There's a the like the first. There's a vote. Yeah, the vote is like immediate. Takes, no, no. There's a, there's a vote for for the council, and they they all still have to like decide like how they're going to leave. Um, you know who's leaving, who's staying. Well, I feel like they broke it. They they narrowed it down to the two categories like almost immediately. Yeah, uh, and then they go to the pros and cons of each one. Uh, about it, and the movie's an hour and forty four minutes, and an hour into the movie, they're still fucking talking about what should we do should we leave or stay well that's what i was saying that they didn't make a decision yeah and the trailer implies that they're actually going to stay and fight no the trailer implies women 
talking. No, that's the title implies that. But no, they imply that they're going to stay and fight because they say, if I, if I stay here, I'm going to be a murderer. And there's a, a line where they say, um, what, what should we do if like this man does this thing? And she goes, we'll kill him. And then, then the, it cuts away to a different clip in the trailer. In the movie, she starts laughing afterwards. And I'm like, what a fucking devious way of making me think that they're actually going to like do something cool in the movie other than leave, which is what they do. <laughs> so Gaddy gave it 10 of 10. <laughs> which at the end, I'm like, okay, I get this. This is kind of like, you know, the Hebrews leaving Egypt. It's an exodus. I get that. There's a lot of religious talk in it, which we talked a lot about in uh, the Night of the Hunter episode. Also in the way it's kind of shot, too. Yeah, it's it's very desaturated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, but then as like the sun is kind of rising, yeah. you see that kind of change there wasn't really a bad performance in it there are aspects of it that like work but it just for the most part i'm just like nothing happens in the movie they decide for an hour and a half should what should we do and then they finally go let's do it okay i can see those points i I, to me like the whale like I, i can see like for example, like the whale is kind of comparable to this where it's like kind of in one location like this right. is kind of set in the barn, you know, in this village, right? And they never kind of escaped that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there I felt like everybody kind of was central to the story. Uh, the only reason I'm kind of speaking to it a little bit more is because mm-hmm. I think that um, this is where the Academy can actually award Sarah Pauly for women talking sure um all quiet on the western front um that's the other film that i think could win um you know if it's going to win um, best international film here's another one where the it could be a win for for its screenplay Mm -hmm. um but you know based off kind of the the times that we're in i really do think that you know women talking um could be the winner here and I won't be upset if it does. It's just, it just doesn't go. It's not, it's not offensively bad in any way, uh, because it is such an important subject. And it there's a lot of, I mean, the movie starts off with like a tagline of like this is the imagination of a female or something like from the imagination something better written than what I'm trying to say right now. And <laughs> I. So I'm like, okay, this is, you know, somewhat otherworldly. They're Amish, but they're not. So they keep talking about God. It's this whole thing. Um, but yeah, even one of the characters early on says, ah, oh, this is so boring. And I'm like, okay, it's the second movie, at least the second movie that I can think of this year where somebody says what I'm thinking during <laughs> the movie in the movie. And I'm just like, no, you don't get to do that movie be better so that way nobody's thinking that outside the movie it's the child actor that says that yeah because the kid's bored yeah and I'm, and I'm like going like i think it was like an hour into it and i'm like why are we still like i literally yelled at my screen why are we still talking about this someone's fucking walking by your house I'm like what the fuck <laughs> yeah but i think that maybe that's one of the reasons why i'm upset about it at all is the fact that it is such an important thing they're talking about and important themes I just wish it was a better movie surrounding it to make people who the who the movie's maybe not necessarily for. Because I'll say, yeah, it's not aimed towards me, but maybe it should be aimed towards men, so that they can go, hey, look at this parable or this allegory 
and look, you know, see how horrible um, men can be, I guess. You think any man is going to want to watch that? Any normal fucking... Yeah, say normal because I, I did watch it. No, no, I, no, no, I mean what Gaddy yeah. was saying, like... Yeah, no one's going to probably go out and seek yeah. it. That, that's These like... fucking... Should Trojan horse the movie is what I'm saying. Yeah. A little bit more. Which is why I think, like, if if this wins adapted screenplay, like, it would get more of, like, a... A push for people to see it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Which, I again, agree. I won't be upset about. Um, already said movies that I thought could be adapted. Yeah, did you, you have any? Did you see? She said, have you "No, seen I haven't." It's on my list of things I do want to see. Same. Um, I, I heard that's a good script as well. Maybe that's exactly what I was hoping this would be. Is a movie where it is dealing with that subject of, well, I'm not. I'm not going to go into detail, but that subject, and uh, maybe it does it better and more entertaining. Not that it should be like entertaining. Like as entertaining as something like Irreversible is, where it's watchable. I don't know. I'm just I'm just babbling on now. Babylon. <laughs> just babbling okay. on My- Michael Scott. Babylon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best actor. We're into the final four categories. I know Trevor's excited. Uh, best actor. The nominees are Paul Mescal from After Sun. Ooh. We'll see how you really I think you really like that. Colin Farrell from The Banshees of Inisherin. Austin Butler from Elvis. That's it. That sounded weird to say. Bill Nighy from Living. And Brendan Fraser from The Whale. I'm glad he said Nighy because I was like, is it Nye? Like the science guy? I I think it's slightly different. I've always said Nye just because it isn't Bill Nye. Well, yeah. Maybe it is, but no. I do want to have a distinction. It's the guy who played Davy Jones in the... Anymore. He was also in um, Love Actually. Oh, yeah. the movie I also don't like. Yeah, very, well, very good. Um, I guess we could talk about Paul first. Oscar, why do you hate him? <laughs> <laughs> don't hate him. It's just you know, and I don't want to bash After Sun too much because you know it's a first-time director, it's a yeah. female director. A lot of people uh, really wanted to push uh, for her to have a directing category uh, nomination, um, and. To, to that extent that the performance from Paul, I just couldn't connect with him. Like, yeah. like I, I, it's 23, 23. I understand if this is, I don't, I honestly don't know if this is, uh, you know, adapted from her own life in any way. Yeah. I was wondering that if it was, uh, like an autobiographical. Yeah. Thing. And then, so I don't want to diminish like her story, but it's 2023. I've seen too many films, of about white people in these situations <laughs> like uh i i get it a24 in this sense like i i just i've seen it too many times that i just couldn't connect with it i just didn't care i didn't care about him i didn't care about the little girl mm-hmm. i didn't care the, about the way that it was shot i thought it, it just didn't pull me in at all it just did not work for me uh i was just like when is this going to end like mm-hmm. i was i I knew where it was going, and I don't want to spoil it, but I literally, in my insides were just shouting, like, and you can bleep this out, but die already. Like, <laughs> I, I want, I was ready for that. I was like, come on, just kill yourself already. Like, I was so done with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
That's our show. <laughs> <laughs> that joke never gets old, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. Like, I, I just I'm happy for him being a first time nominee. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I'm sorry, it just didn't work for me. I couldn't connect with his character at all. Yeah, of the five on here, he is definitely out of his league as far as performances go. Um, it was kind of tough to understand what was going on with him a little bit uh, it, to the point where sometimes it was like almost kind of obvious, like like too obvious, like get it and get, you know. Um, but like I said, I would put the daughter on this list. Like if I were, I, obviously it's two different categories, but I'd have the daughter on the list and not him on any of the lists. Um, I would replace him with Diego Calvo. For sure. Oh, for from, sure. From yeah. Babylon. Yeah, I'd um, agree with you there. I'm sure it, Trevor would too. Because the other four performances are solid. Like they're they're great performances. And any of any other year, if they were the only ones, or if they were on a different year, they probably would win easily. Um, like Bill Nye is probably the weakest of the other four, but he's still great in it. Um, I won't explain too much of what the movie's about. Yes, and especially uh, since I already spoiled After Sun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not really even a spoiler because it ends pretty vaguely. I'll say that much, which okay. is probably more of a spoiler. Um, Trevor's not going to see it now. Probably not. Yeah, there there are better movies to to go see. So, who do you think is going to win then? Uh, that's this might be the toughest category. Was it? What is it between? It's between three different people, in my opinion: Colin Farrell, Austin Butler. And Brendan Fraser, sure. I want Brendan Fraser to win. Yeah, this is would be the ultimate comeback story here with Brendan no. Fraser. Fraser, 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 Fraser. There's no I. Uh, in team. <laughs> no, it's Fraser. F R A S E R, right? S E R. Yes, it's not Fraser. That's for sure. Right. Yes. Yes, because Fraser has the I. Um, are you looking up how to pronounce it? No, no. Antigua. He doesn't do that. I do that. Uh, would you agree? What we said. Have you seen? Well, with the exception of Afterson, of course. I'm guessing you haven't seen Living. I have not seen Living. Uh, but with the other three, would you say it's very close? Possibly close. I Anybody think it's closer look? between Brendan and Austin than it is between yeah. Brendan, Austin, and Colin. I would love to see Brendan win. I think he's going to. I mean, regardless of what you think about the movie in general, I think mm-hmm. he's fantastic in it. Um, Austin Butler is one of the hottest men alive. Um, so, Tex. yeah, dude, Tex. It's um, the dude's incredibly good looking. Like, let's sure. let's be real. Um, I think he's single, Trevor. Is he? Yeah. All right. Ooh. I hope he's listening. Austin, give me a call. Let's get together. Let's sing Elvis together. Anyways, um, yeah. So I I want Brendan to win. I think he will win, but it could be. It's very close between mm-hmm. him and Austin for um, Elvis. So. Yeah. So officially, we'll say officially for each person. Officially, who do you think is going to win? You have to make a choice right now. Getty pointed at me. Who <laughs> I think is going to win? I'm I'm gonna vote with my heart. And even though I did not like the film The Whale. I am going to vote for Georgia the Jungle, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> uh, that's who I think and should win. Trevor. Agreed. Fine. 
Well, stole the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. And I mean, and I know the vote's already kind of been set, but sure. Austin Butler, you know, he's it's hot. <laughs> he's riding on that hotness for sure. He wants that Butler butt. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's riding on that. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> he's riding on that for sure. I'm happy to see Colin Farrell nominated here also. Um, I thought he was he was great in this film. Yeah. Oh. Um, he was amazing. Uh, one one fact that I noted here was that all five nominees are first timers. Uh-huh. This is the first time that's ever happened since 1935. Colin Farrell's never been nominated before. No, not for at least maybe not, not for, for best the, actor. For best actor, maybe best supporting. Maybe I'll have um, to look it up later. I could do it now. Yeah, do it right now. While I'm uh... and in 1935, there were just three best actor nominees that year: Clark Gable, Michael Gaddy, <laughs> for It Happened One Night. Frank Morgan, The Affairs of Cellini. Yeah, this is only Oscar and nomination. William Powell for The Thin Man. So, if I had to make a bet, I'll say for sure I want Brendan Fraser to win. We are, we are betting. Okay. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> we said at the beginning, we're going to Zell or Venmo. But I think this is going to be a another disappointment of like with the wrestler we were disappointed i was going to mention that yeah with that sean penn one instead with uh michael keaton and birdman that uh stephen hawking i forget his name he played Stephen eddie, hawking. eddie redmayne eddie redmayne one instead i do like michael keaton and birdman i mean all four of those performances are great yeah but you know i with those two years i felt like the other person the person who was hyped to win mm-hmm. should win and i feel the same thing's gonna happen this year and i think austin butler's gonna win it personally yeah, I mean, and I'm gonna be, be right. I'm gonna be happy, but and sad at the same time because it's he's definitely my number two. Yeah, he would be my number two, even though also yeah. with Elvis, I didn't really care for the movie that much either. Right. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan. It was he did, but, he, did he did really good. Yeah. yeah, it was better than okay, but he, not. I wouldn't yeah. call it like great by any means. But I mean, if he wins look at the bright side he's one step closer to doing a nude scene so i think that why biggest... you have to win an oscar to be one step closer to <laughs> I don't know. a nude scene he'll, he'll, just, make it he'll just keep making movies but if he doesn't yeah. win then he, he's gonna keep he making to movies do a nude scene to yeah. win okay so yeah. i well we hope he loses he maybe he's gonna be the next uh leo and just go for years and years going where's my victory i should have won back then you know, yeah. anyways uh is there anybody besides diego calva well, first of all, do you guys both agree that Diego Calva should replace uh, Paul? Haggis? Paul Mescal. Yes. Yes. Uh, is there anybody else who you think could be on this list? Uh, I didn't really dive deep into this one. I did for the next category. Okay. What about you? Uh, just Diego is the only person I could think of going yeah. through all that. That's a good one. Because these are, like I said, those those four performances are great, especially those those top three are just outstanding performances um but we're talking about best actress now uh the nominees are Ana de Armas for Blonde Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once Michelle Williams for The Fablemans Kate Blanchett for Tar and Andrea how do you pronounce her name? Riseboro Riseboro thank you that's actually how you do it for uh to Leslie which is the only movie on this list I haven't seen. Same. Uh, Oscar. Oh, I haven't seen Blonde either. Sorry. Uh, do you know the the story behind her being nominated? 
Yeah, I've heard a little bit of it. I'm, I'm, I haven't really. I, I know that there was like a whole kind of campaign push um, to get her nominated using uh, social media versus spending millions of dollars on billboards and. Was it social media? Wasn't it just like texting uh, people in the academy, like, "Hey, I'm sure that was vote too. for my my wife or vote for me," and you know that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, this is kind of the smaller film. We all know that Viola Davis is going to get. A sh- she's a shoe in for this. Um, <laughs> Let me guess who's going to be on your list of who should have been. Uh, but well, continue. I mean, I mean, that was something that I read. Uh, that specifically, that was like a text that was yeah. sent out. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I haven't seen the film. Um, I, I know that Jennifer Aniston was someone that like pushed for her to be nominated. I mm. think there was a few other actresses too. Um, you know, I'm happy for indie films to be nominated. Uh, I I always feel that with actor and actresses for this specific category and mm-hmm. in, in lead, you know, it's time that we extend this category to be up to seven or eight. Doesn't mean it yeah. has to be. Uh, you know, it's it's you can go from anywhere to five to seven or eight because there's so many great performances in the mm-hmm. year, and now with streaming kind of taking over, you don't have to go to the movies now. Or the cinemas to go see a film. You heard of your first Oscars against going to the theaters. What's up? I mean, <laughs> you didn't you, even you, hear you, the joke. I, I mean, God you, damn it! No, I didn't hear the joke. I said you heard it here first. Oscars against going to the movie. Theater. No, I'm not. I mean, I, 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 I see movies in theaters every single week, uh, and I prefer it that way. Uh, but you know, you watch movies on your phone. There are people at home that do. Um, I feel like that was a knock against me. Yeah, yeah David is. Lynch is gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's time that they extend, um, you know, best actor and best actress into uh, additional nominees, and then I think this is this is the reason why. Yeah, I, I love the fact that she was nominated solely based on a cheap way of getting just word of mouth and saying, "Hey, you should," you know, instead of the rich waste of money way that they do with the other ones for sure and i think you know although with Charlize theron in monster mm-hmm. you know a lot of critics pushed for her to be nominated like i remember specifically you know the late roger ebert's saying you know if she doesn't get nominated i will never attend an academy awards show he specifically said that, and she was nominated. Not to say that he had that much power, right? But he stated that, and that that was huge because he was, you know, at the time like the the most well known critic, you know, right. and um and and to me to use this small kind of campaign, I, I think that that's great, mm-hmm. um, but I think it should also speak to what the Academy needs to do in order to evolve. Uh, from staying in just five nominees and in, in these bigger categories. They should ex- expand just like what they did with Best Picture. And I have the same right. thoughts when we get into Best Director as well. So do you think she has a snowball's chance in hell of winning? Absolutely not. I think it's between <laughs> Michelle Yu and Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I don't... I mean, Michelle Williams is really good in the movie. I, I mean, it's confusing that she's in actress versus supporting actress uh but it's probably my least favorite of the four that i've seen um yeah i feel like i had more to say on this category before uh she feels a little to be honest she feels a little miscast yeah a little bit um but you know she she's great um michelle williams is great 
Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pulling for Michelle Yu here. Oh, that's the question I was going to ask you. Have you seen Two Leslie? I, I haven't, and I haven't seen Blonde either. Oh, well, yeah, you already said that. Uh, <laughs> I started to say, oh, really? And then I went, oh, wait, you already said that. Um, what do you think of the, the list, Trevor? Well, let me tell you what I think of the list. <laughs> no, uh, this one's really hard because I feel like... Is that it's rain? rain yeah. okay. it's rain. I thought it's you were like tapping your foot. Yeah. Um, I feel like I want Ana de Armas to win because mm-hmm. I think she, despite what you think of the movie, I think... She did an incredible job in this movie, and it was. I don't think anything. No, no, I'm not saying you. I'm saying people (laughs) have talked a lot of shit about the movie. Sure. And regardless of what they think of the movie, her acting job, you cannot deny that she does an incredible job in it. So I want her to win, but also it's hard because I want Michelle Yeoh to win as well. Yeah. But I think Anna deserves to win. Yeah. Got it. But I, but if Michelle wins, I'll be super stoked anyway. Yeah. Like regardless, it's just between the two. But I think Anna deserves, I don't know, deserves it for I, for everything that she put into that role. I'd give it to Anna if they could just take out that one scene where she calls Adrian Brody daddy. Yeah. Now I definitely need to see Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a great performance. Um, it's a lot of crying, which must have just sucked for her. Like, to be crying for however many months it took to film the the movie, most scenes she's crying, and it's like, and it's not, I mean, I guess people can uh, have reason to complain about that, but at the same time, I think it's just... Marilyn Monroe was a crier? I guess so. And this is category with two Marilyn Monroes in it, because Michelle Williams played her once. Uh, I've said that before. And what movie? Uh, My Night with Marilyn, or My Date? My Date with Marilyn. Date with Marilyn, there you go. Um... Is yeah. that the one with uh, Michael Jackson? What? Uh, I'm thinking of... <laughs> what are you thinking of? Um, Gael Garcia. Oh. What film was that? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, where he plays an impersonator? Yeah. Mr. Mr. Somebody Mr. or something? Mr. Lonely? Ah, fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, you can cut all this out. No. This, I, is, I, this is interesting. The um, Googling? Uh, I, I guess I can speak more to Ana de Armas, but yeah, no, she would be great if she won. It would be uh, it would be an upset if she won because I would think be a it's big upset for sure. Yeah, it's be obviously between Michelle Yeoh or Yao or however you pronounce her name properly, um, or Kate Blanchett. She was good in the movie. Kate Blanchett was, but she just let let someone else win. <laughs> Like, Jesus yeah, Christ. I mean, Kate Blanchett is a great actress. I think this is a powerhouse performance. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and she really carries that film. It's, it's really all her here. Yeah. Um, it's one of the two things I, I really enjoyed about the movie, but, you know, didn't really care for it too much, which we'll get into soon. Yeah. I can't wait. Are there any nominees you guys think um, should be here? And they're more kind of honorable mentions, I guess. Uh, but Anya Taylor Joy in the uh, the menu, no, well, in the menu too. But um, the Northman, I will say the Irishman, the Northman. I thought she was like her last scene in that movie. Just where she, I mean, it's kind of random that she breaks into the speech, but just yeah, I thought she was great in that. Uh, Margot Robbie in 
Babylon. Babylon, even though it is kind of the same thing she always does. But I know I think she was just great. Sure. I'll agree with both of those. I don't not so much the Northman because yeah. she didn't really do much for me in that yeah, movie. Fine. But um yeah, Margot Robbie definitely deserves a a nomination. That was an amazing role that she did. Yeah. Um do you have any? Yes. Yeah. Uh I think I mentioned it, but Viola Davis and the Woman King. Right. Um I do agree that she should have been nominated here or the Academy it's time to expand uh to additional nominees. For horror, Mia Goth in Pearl. She also did X earlier mm-hmm. on, but for her, and I prefer X, but her performance in Pearl is insanely good. Um, she should have been nominated here. I did not see the film Till, but everybody tells me that Danielle mm-hmm. Deadweiler is great. Um, I also really enjoyed Emily the Criminal, so Aubrey Plaza um, could have been mm-hmm. kind of a, a nominee here. Um, that's that's kind of where I would go. I want to apologize to our listeners because we keep banging the table and the microphones, but it's going to happen, Pond. So yeah. you get what you pay for, I guess. All right. Um, You're charging people? <laughs> no, uh, that's the point. So, Trevor, who do you think should win, and who will win? Do you think for best actress? Yes, I already answered that. You did, yeah. I, I, well, then I refresh want, my. Brain. I want Anna de Armas to win. I think Michelle Yeoh will win. Either way, I'm happy. If Kate mm-hmm. Blanchett wins, I will not be happy. Yeah. I, honestly, if anyone other than Anna, Anna, or Michelle wins, then I will be Michelle Yeoh specifically, very, not Williams. Yeah. Oh, Oscar. Yes. Sorry, Michelle. <laughs> I'm officially going with Michelle uh, Yeoh uh, for both should and who i think will win i agree michelle yo but if anna wins i'll be very happy so kind of the uh the reverse of of what trevor said and if kate wins i'll be disappointed but i won't be upset if um andrea wins i'll be like holy shit that's awesome for her uh but i she probably has a long lustrous career career ahead of her and or Michelle. she could be blacklisted for doing things differently than what they're used to. Well, who knows? Guess we'll find out. Best director. We're on to our last two categories. Oscar looks really happy. The nominees are The Banshees of Inishirin, The Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I remember that. Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Tar. I forget who directed Tar. Todd Field. Todd Field. And Triangle of Sadness, directed by Johann Sebastian Bach. <laughs> um, yeah, this is uh, this is one of those categories where they might just do what they did with the Golden Globes and be like, "Here you go, Steven Spielberg." Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's why I think if they're going to give it to him, they'll probably give it to him in, in screenplay. Yeah. If if the fame opens is to win, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. DGA has already, you know, announced their winner uh, by the time of this recording, and they went with everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay, cool. Um, so that's like one voting block. Mm-hmm. Um, if we were to go that way, the Academy still has a voting base that is sixty-six percent male and eighty percent white. Uh, so maybe 
they'll go towards Spielberg with the Fablemans or uh, the Banshees. Yeah. Um, they Martin... both. Have, yeah, Martin McDonough. Yeah, thank you. Uh, they both have previously won in these categories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so who knows? I'm I'm pulling for the Daniels to to win it here. I think that would that would really spark a change. Yeah. For two people to win it. I know with the, the Coens in the past, they only had Joel nominated because they could only nominate one. Yeah, when did so, that rule change also? Yeah. There's a lot of rule changes going yeah. on. It's uh, got to stay current. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, they should. can stay more current by expanding the acting categories and the directing too. Like staying yeah. stuck at five when best picture is up to 10, like they can ex- I'm... extend that out to at least seven or eight as well. I guess I'm fine with the director staying at five because it's I don't know, uh, but, but if they they brought in it, then they can have more women but, in but there. Exactly, or or more. It could be more diverse. Like yeah. why why keep it to five? Like why is it that best picture can can be expanded to ten? Mm-hmm. Why why is it that you know producers can can win, but not a director who's really in charge of a, yeah. adapting the story and visually telling it. They're you know? the funnel that all the other talent goes through exactly. to create the movie. Uh, well, you should write him a letter. Use use the funnel thing. Is okay. that is that what you did? <laughs> Writing them letters, man. They open them up because they're used to opening letters. I can't afford stamps. Can't afford afford <laughs> postage stamps, Getty. That's why I just go to the uh, the post office and say I want to mail this to this place, and they weigh it and they go, okay, this much. I never use stamps. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> See, I don't know. I guess when I talked about the framing of Tar and how great it is, I guess that makes sense for Tar to be on this list. But like I said, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I'm surprised Triangle of Sadness is here. I, I love yeah. that film. That was my second favorite film of last year. But I was I was honestly surprised that it got a Best Directing uh, nomination. Yeah, especially compared with all the other um, Best Picture nominees that are i would have expected there to be like all quiet on the western front would have made more sense to be on there or even elvis see baz Luhrmann on the list would have made a little more sense in my opinion but it's yeah. got enough nominations well sure <laughs> uh not... i would have gone for like the woman king you know gina prince um uh, wood I, I you guys need to see that film it's on netflix i've heard good things but it's it hasn't been nominated at all for anything, so it'd be it weird was for completely it to be, shut out. Yeah, it would be weird for it to be nominated for best director. So if it had other, you know, nominees throughout the, all these uh, categories, then yeah, I would agree. But it would, like I said, in in the state of the other cat, the the state that the other categories are in, to have best director be the only nominee for a movie would be weird. No, for sure, and that's why you know I. I Included the woman keen in like Viola, in Viola Davis for best actress and in other categories like um, production design, you know, mm-hmm. costume design, you know, uh, because it should have been nominated in other categories. I, I'm told, I'm really surprised. You know, it wasn't a box mm-hmm. office hit. Um, you know, Top Gun one uh, was, and you know, you see it nominated many times. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's great. It's a good film. But the woman keen is better, and it's a, it was a tougher film to to make, um, yeah. and I was hoping for it to be recognized. You know, Babylon wasn't a box office hit, uh, but that ended up being nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it really speaks to kind of yeah. how a little bit you know backwards the Academy is. It's it's kind of like you know uh, 
one step forward, two steps back in a sense. Mm -hmm. We'll get there. Do you have anything to say about this category? Mm. I'll point at you, sorry. As far as what I think win or oh just in general about the movies and their direction no i mean because i didn't see i haven't seen tar i didn't see triangle i fucking i've only seen two of them which that's is, true yeah it's just hard um i think we could all say that we think the daniels should win yeah 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 do you but think they I, will win? I i wouldn't be surprised if it went to steven spielberg yeah for obvious reasons even with the DGA siding with the Daniels? Yes. I mean... Uh, it would definitely be a, a surprise for sure. Yeah, it would, but I also could see it happening. But there's no justice in these award programs. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they're just looking for ratings, uh, you know. Essentially. But maybe, you know, that could help the Daniels because they're not a 60-year-old Jewish white man. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, that could help them. Um because people want to see uh, everything everywhere all at once win, just yeah. like we all do. Yeah. Um, the people that made Swiss Army Man mm -hmm. about a farting corpse. Mm -hmm. And how he rides him like a jet ski to safety oh and God. how he... Uh, don't spoil it. Oh, okay. I, yeah. That's on the list, by the way. I know. That's why I said don't spoil it. <laughs> you know what? We're, we're, we're changing. Um, but yeah. So out of these movies, I hope... Everything Everywhere All at Once wins. I wouldn't be surprised if The Fableman wins. And yeah, that's 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 all I got to say about that. It's a tough decision to make because it is one of those categories where so many people could win. But I'm going to, if I you know had to bet money, because apparently we are, uh, I would say, I'm going to say the Daniels will win. Yeah, same. You know what's interesting? I know that we haven't gotten to Best Picture yet, but talk about films not winning and being embarrassed <laughs> the banshees have we even thought of that winning anywhere in any category it's been nominated i said possibly actor mm -hmm. for colin farrell for colin uh and it's a great screenplay it's I think a great movie i don't know i mean it's getting recognized but yeah i don't know i mean there are those movies that get nominated for a ton of movie a ton of awards but never but don't win any of them get right. shut out um can't think of any offhand because that would have require some research. Uh, uh, the Color Purple by Spielberg. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what's another Spielberg film? <laughs> yeah. Did Munich Hulk. not win? No, I don't think Munich won. Uh, that's, I think that's one of his best movies. Yeah, I think that's one of his best. Yeah, for Crash sure. won that year. Actually. Yeah, Crash did win. Saving Private Ryan is number one. Munich is number two. Yeah. Which Saving Private Ryan lost to... Shakespeare, Shakespeare, in Shakespeare in Love. That's the only one I fucking remember. But he won what Best Director that year. Say that again? He won Best Director that year, though. Oh, yeah, for Saving Private Ryan. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, we've been recording for three hours. Yeah, there's a lot of well, parts where we cut yeah, out. Yeah, he's going to nearly down there. to 30 minutes. <laughs> um, I'm surprised all quiet, all quiet on the Western Front isn't on this list of all the lists for it to be on. Because uh, I think it does deserve at least above... Tar. Oh no, not maybe not, not, not above Tar, but maybe Triangle Sadness. Uh, I wish I could have seen Babylon on this list and Decision to Leave on this list. But. Definitely need to see Decision to Leave. Mm -hmm. So 
We good on director? Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, let's go to the last category. Let's kick it into the last category. Best picture. For those of you who don't know, the producers of the film get that award. Uh, but I don't have the names of the producers because who cares? <laughs> Oscar's a producer. Thanks, Gaddy. The nominees are... All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Let's first say what we think should not be on this list. Oscar? Not on this list? What should, we, what should they have not nominated for Best Picture? Well, it's, it's just based off my own perspective like I, I wasn't a big fan of elvis uh even though it's it's grand it speaks to the academy for sure mm-hmm. it's, you know if this was condensed to what it used to be which was five nominees i don't think elvis would be on here um, but i'm happy that it's expanded to 10 um it's allowed more films to be nominated um so for me elvis shouldn't be on here um i wasn't a fan of the fablemans either uh tar uh i'm i'm surprised that top gun is here i did like it um but i think it's only here to satisfy uh you know kind of their their ratings hunt Mm -hmm. um you know uh, avatar i understand why it's here but i'm also to me it's not uh, best picture quality Uh, i would have rather had seen the woman keen uh knowing that Triple R couldn't be nominated in Best International Film um, because India didn't choose, select it um, in that category. Here's where they could have nominated Triple R. Mm-hmm. Um, Gaddy, you've mentioned Decision to Leave. A lot of people love it. Mm-hmm. I would have put um, it on the list for sure. You know, Babylon, even though I was kind of on the fence with it, you know, it's a very daring film. And, you know, it being nominated here would have put everything else to rest and in 10 20 years from now when people go back to rewatch it and realize you know uh it's, it's a message. masterpiece well yeah it's, <laughs> it's message you know um and it, i think like this is it would stand the test of time um what, what are your guys' thoughts yeah trevor what would you not have on this list of the movies you've seen uh definitely not avatar yeah well i will say i mean i've said this many times but yeah avatar doesn't belong anywhere near the best picture list Mm -hmm. uh babylon could easily be switched out for that Mm -hmm. um i don't it's hard to say for the rest top gun maverick people are saying like oh my god tom cruise saved the movies like is that is that really true nicole kidman saved the movies (laughs) she fucking kills me going to the movies every scene i i'm like ryan bosch i don't watch trailers anymore Mm -hmm. uh or if i'm in if i'm seated at my seat I'll, i'll just be on my phone for the initial trailers but once Nicole came in, fuck you. It's the trailers. <laughs> the lights are still on. I literally, I live 
five minutes away so i like if the movie starts at 7 30 i leave my house at 7 25 to make sure that i don't watch the trailers well, not yeah. because i don't necessarily want to watch the trailers it's because i fucking hate they play 40 minutes it's of like trailers. 20 minutes it's of trailers worse. for sure longer than 20 it's it's definitely longer than 20 i can fucking stand in line i can buy a popcorn i can scratch my ass a little bit <laughs> and still go in there and make like two more like two trailers yes. is fine arc light had yeah. was perfect yeah. like yeah. seven and a half minutes yes. perfect that's it it was three but, trailers but yeah. yeah yeah and you but the thing is you you come right back from scratching your ass and you sit down and you and there is there is nicole, nicole kidman's Kidman. fucking plastic face unable to emote uh emotion correctly because her face is pulled so tight didn't you know that uh nicole kidman's just like an avatar creature from a james cameron movie yeah that's, but she's not blue uh, she's not real that's true she's not. <laughs> she's she's not uh, um, I, I love I, it i fucking hate I it i love it i want more of those spots uh i'm excited somebody i don't know who i saw this with or maybe it was by myself but some oh no it was during fucking avatar yeah people started cheered. applauding yeah they and i wanted to every get up movie and that just I see. slap them in the back no, of the head every single time that i go see a movie which is every week someone is always clapping and that makes me like, happy it's like a meme now it's like yeah. it's like a meme no one really does that no one's like oh my god i love the message that she's saying i do that the is message me. the message is great the delivery is horrible no the delivery is so good if it was like it, it, because here they are fuck off like what <laughs> i i almost teared up when you said that like i love <laughs> oh it oh my god that's because yeah. my impersonation was so good it's it's really good thank you thank you yeah so we have can all agree in the room right now we can all agree that uh, the Nicole Kidman AMC trailer preview thing is the best picture of the year. So thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't even think you answered the question. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. You were going on with Top Gun as far as like uh, you know Tom Cruise saving cinemas. That no, that's what everyone was saying. Yeah. Was, Tom Cruise saved cinema. Yeah. I don't necessarily believe that's true. Like yes, the movie did really really well, and it was you know pushed back for fucking four years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I think it's a best picture? No, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's like the original Top Gun. It's like really great, like popcorn movie. Like, you know what I mean? But I, I do I think it belongs on best picture? No. I don't know what I would replace it with. I mean, even Nope. I put Nope yeah. on there. Um, Elvis, I feel the same way as you. It was, it was okay. The saving grace was Austin Butler. Hot. Uh, Hot Austin Butler. Yeah. Awesome uh, butler. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, but again, like, if I had a list of the movies, then I could be like, oh, okay, yeah, this movie deserves to be there more right. than these. But the ones that call out immediately, Avatar, um, Top Gun could stay there, mm-hmm. but I don't think Elvis belongs there either. Yeah. Are we going for, are we saying our, our votes? Well, let me get to my part. Okay, man. Uh, it's your show. I'm just fucking here, you know? I'm just obvious here. obviously I would take Avatar. Are you playing footsie with me? I'm trying. Obviously I would take Avatar off that list and drown it. See what it is there. <laughs> uh, um, t- and women talking I already said enough about it. I don't want to 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 bash that movie anymore. Uh but I don't think it belongs on this list either. Uh Tar did nothing for me. Fablemans I already mentioned was a disappointment. I think if there were only five movies... Holy shit, that's the rain. 
All right, oh Missy God. Elliott has entered the building. I can't stand the rain. If I only had, if it was only five movies, I would probably put definitely everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, Banshees of Inisherin, All Quiet on the Western Front. See, I would put Elvis on the list, but I don't know what I would put for sure as a fifth one. Triangle like maybe of Triangle Sadness, but Get I that Palm War in there. But I didn't love it as much. Oh, I think I loved it. I think I may have even put Top Gun above Triangle of Sadness, but again, it was a good movie. They're both really good movies. Uh, what I definitely put on the list that isn't there, I know Trevor doesn't agree that The Northman is as good as I think it is. So I'd probably, and it's just a personal preference. Uh, I'd put the Batman on the list above quite yeah, a few of these. I would probably put Batman on there too. Babylon, as we mentioned, but definitely Decision to Leave would be on my list of if we had more than five actually you know what if we only had five that would be my fifth movie would be decision to leave for uh, oscar i should probably watch best movies. pictures yeah i mean you can only do what you can do with so much time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we had a whole year I know, I <laughs> fucked it up what else is new so you talked about of many dicks did you did you mention uh, movies you think should no, that that are oh yeah you did so he, he, was, he went first. Uh, I I forgot if uh, I he mentioned that part. Um, so I guess what do you want to win? I think uh, we all agree on what we want to win. Avatar. Yes. Everything, everywhere, all once. Yeah, I, yes. that's one SAG. It's one PGA. Uh, as director DGA in DGA now. So I think it's a it's a lock now. Anything else would be the upset. So you, yeah, you think it's gonna win. Yes. You think it, it is going to win, Trevor? Should have brought my umbrella in here. Sure. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that it will. And with the the general consensus for all the other award shows, it seems like it's it's going to happen. But you know, crazier shit has happened. So I don't want to get my hopes up too high. But yeah. so. I agree completely. So we are unanimous in saying we think should win is everything everywhere at once, all at once. And we think will win is everything everywhere all at once. So there we go. Should we say it all at once? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where else to go from here. So we, we've went through all the categories. Is there any final thoughts uh, anybody wants to say before we wrap this thing up? I guess we have homework to do, but uh, before we get there, oh, uh, anything we want to say as final thoughts? The Oscars, you guys yeah. excited to watch the Oscars this time? Yeah, I don't oh. know who's hosting. No, it's uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, okay, that makes sense. ABC. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm happy to see that this last year, um, you know, everything everywhere all at once was a small film at the time of its release from A24. Uh, a studio that's been delivering great film after great film consistently. They have an amazing track yeah. record. Yes, and uh, from what I know, they're they're you know they speak to their creatives. They allow them to kind of um, you know you know they they kind of empower them and their vision um, to come to fruition. Sorry, Ow, that hurt my ears. Fucking hit me. <laughs> <laughs> To come to fruition, so to to end the year, um, kind of like bookending the year, I should say, with everything, everywhere, all at once winning, 
would be great. Um, you know, not a lot of films um, that are released early on, you know, get recognized at the end of the year, kind of like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless mm. Mind. Uh, that 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 comes to mind first. Um, so I'm really happy to see this. Uh, it's a majority Asian cast, so I'm happy to see that as well. Um, you know, the, the speeches that you've seen from a lot of the people that have already won um, have really resonated with me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's what I what I would like to see uh, from future films and filmmakers make. So uh, I'm excited for this year. Thank you guys for having me on. Of course. Um, good to know kind of where you guys stand on, on films. And, you know, I definitely need to add Blonde and Decision to Leave onto mm-hmm. my list. Um, so, so, yeah. Thanks, guys. Trevor, any final, final thoughts? No. Thanks for coming, Oscar. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for feeding me candy. You're welcome. Um, You're always welcome here in my kitchen and on the podcast. Specifically yeah, just the, the kitchen. Just the kitchen. You can't and... just don't go anywhere else. Why are you going to the closet, man? What's going on? <laughs> Stop looking through his stuff. Um, my only thing is I disagree with what Trevor said in our best of 2022 episode. I think this is a great year for movies. A lot of long ass movies. Hmm. Um, I think they're gonna keep remaining at this runtime, right? And I'm fine with that if the movie's good. If the movie's good, right? If it deserves the runtime, like Way of Water does not deserve to be three hours and fifteen minutes long, especially when you have three more sequels coming out. At least, anyways. Yeah, but there's gonna be seven years between each one. So. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I think. I think we're going to be pretty satisfied with everything everywhere all at once winning several categories. Will it win all of them? Oh, it can't. Um, but I think it'll win a lot of the ones it deserves. So, uh, Yeah, so let's, before we finish up, go on to homework. I, I should say this real quick, that this episode's probably, uh, it will come out before March 12th, which is the Oscars. I think it starts around 5-ish, something around there. It's going to be on ABC. Uh, check Are you it watching out. the red carpet, Gaddy? No. Uh, I think just when Austin Butler's on, and then I'm, <laughs> and then I'm done. Uh, I you know I always write down my picks every year, and uh, I think Oscar, you do that too. Yeah. So we'll have maybe post them right before the twelfth on Instagram with our official decisions, and then compare and contrast to what actually won afterwards on on social media. So follow us at Cinephilia Podcast. Um, but yeah, this is going to, my point, this is trying, going to end up being out before the 12th, hopefully a few days before, so you can listen to it. And a lot of people will have a chance to listen to it before the actual ceremony, but we're probably going to meet again before the 12th. Stop going for a candy. <laughs> it's almost done. I promise. Uh, it's we'll probably, not, it's not almost done. we'll probably meet again before the 12th. So our next episode, if you're like wondering why we don't talk about the Oscars, it's because it hasn't happened yet i'm guessing um but speaking of that next episode trevor what are we gonna watch um i i conferred with oscar when he got here and we had one in mind and then we just kept talking about other things so i was like you know what that's a perfect movie so we're gonna be watching swiss army man yes i won't tell you what the other movie was but I think You'll that's a that. very appropriate episode. Yes, it's, it's, because... very, it's very appropriate for the moment. Yeah. And I love the movie, and I haven't seen it in a while. I think the last time I saw it was on a plane. 
flying somewhere. Um, but yes, an amazing movie by the Daniels starring uh, Harry Potter and... Uh, the Riddler. The ri- <laughs> Harry Potter. Potter? Potter. Harry Potter and the Riddler. Uh, so yes, we will be discussing that movie. Uh, and and it'll be out probably April 26, 2023. The episode? The episode will be out for your listening pleasure. It'll hopefully be out just after the Oscars. Um, yeah. It's on HBO Max. And it's also on Canopy and other stuff that doesn't really matter that people, most people don't have. Uh, so thanks for listening. Ciao, papa. Yes, thank you. Thank you to Oscar. Yes, thank you thank for, you for being here. making the trek uh, up here. We appreciate you. We love having you on. You're always yeah. a pleasure to have. And uh, You're the unofficial third part of this uh, podcast. Aww. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry Tyler. Yes, yeah, so you can eat some candy now. Well, at least he contributes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you have anything to say to our one listener around the world? Hey, Tyler. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And we'll leave you with that. Have a great night. Um, Watch out for Will Smith. (laughs) 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 Goodbye. Trissa's passed out. I know. She's had enough, as we all have. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night. Well, my papa. Ciao, papa. Mio papa. Time has come to say farewell I am ready to go going far Now I know it will be swell Don't cry for me, I'm already dead